answer for me. Yeah. Halloween. Do you guys do Halloween? Uh, actually, it's starting to become more popular. It's something that Australians never used to do because mm-hmm. it's like an American. It's an American thing. Right. Um, but yeah, it's actually becoming like even in our local area, we're in a small town here, and it, you know we start to get a couple of kids coming around each year, and you know we keep the front door locked and. <laughs> we're not home. <laughs> well, it's it's spring, so you just keep the front door locked and throw bees yeah, yeah, yeah. or or whatever mega it, mega bees you have in Australia out the window. Because um, it's uh it's only quite it's it, it is getting pop more popular each year. Like you're starting to see it in the shops and that. But um obviously it's still a place where if you're not you don't have to provide that like the lollies and and all that sort of stuff. And and the kids know it, so they'll knock on your door and. And they sort of ask hmm. first, and and that. But um, yeah, it, it is becoming more popular. But I'm not sure if it'll ever fully take off like it is in the US. It may, maybe well, ten years time, well, it might. Good, good old fashioned American capitalism is why Halloween is as huge as it is. I mean, there's yeah. no way, there's no way to like really hide hide that. There are you know, like, sort of fanciful origin stories. You've got, like, the the take on it being Ireland with, you know, Jack of the Wills and Jack-o'-lanterns and so on and so forth. Uh, Sam Hain, yeah. Sam Hain night, right? Um, there's actually also a really fascinating story about, it, it kind of parallels the, the Christmas story, which is, it really was just something yeah. to stop kids from being hooligans. <laughs> like, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> The Americans really uh, made the Christmas story uh, their own, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Santa yeah. Claus and everything. Well, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Santa Claus or, or 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 any of the other variants of yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's it's yeah. I mean, that's you know that we we I, I've said elsewhere that I think America's greatest export is the American image, and that's just because we're so good at like cultural sort of uh, uh, like. Uh, osmosis you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um yeah everyone everyone looks up to america tries to be like them in not, um a lot of facets of life not everything <laughs> i think that i think that'll i think that'll uh be on the uh the ebb tide a little bit now that uh yeah our yeah, country... yeah. <laughs> but, but i digress what's up we're here to talk age of sigmar not not a uh, geopolitics and holidays I am, of course, the Magical Mr. Mephisto. This is episode 70 of Rantcast. Tonight we're going to be talking Night Haunt uh, during Meph's mer- uh, Merry Month of Death. It is the best month. It is October. I'm joined tonight by, many of you know him as the mayor, uh, Matt Tyrell. Uh, he is an accomplished, accomplished death player and one of the hugest proponents of Night Haunt in the entire world. How's it going, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, good, man. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for the, the talking up. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's uh, I've been playing Death now for pretty much since AOS started, and um, I've, I've loved every facet of Death. Um, but yeah, Night Haunt the last since probably CanCon at the start of the year, I've really jumped back on Night Haunt. They've, they've they're actually become one of the better armies in the current meta. I feel they've got very good tools to, to to counter a lot of the other. The other top armies, um, we still struggle against, uh, like the flamer heavy Zinch lists, um, maybe Seraphon a bit too. But all the other lists, like LRL, OBR, and all that, they're um, they're very good counters to them. Just I, all the mortal wound and and the high bravery and stuff like that. 
Well, so, so you they struggle against the S tier armies right now, like the literal best of the best that yeah. everyone else is struggling with. So I don't even hold that against them. Yeah, um, yeah. And I even still like it, it's it's it is a struggle, but it's still not unwinnable. Um, like if you can get, depending on who takes first turn against say a, a, a Zinch army, if you can if they take first turn and you get a double turn into them with the wave of terror, um, underworlds, you can actually be you can win the game quite easily getting right. into their fl- their flamers or whatever they've got um yeah right. but it, it it just depends on like i think seraphon's actually an easier game for us than it is against Sinch. Sinch is one that i really struggle against to be honest uh, what, what what do you think the difference is uh why, why do you think um, that well i think seraphon uh i think one of their strengths is their you know their casting and their their mortal wound output at, at range um but obviously Nighthaunt being a death army, the, the mortal wounds aren't a huge factor. Um, and the fact that we can just deep strike in and get within nine inches or whatever and, and get into their, their fluffy stuff, um, their, their heroes or whatever. Um, and even, even their, you know, their shooting stuff you can get into quite easily. Um, skinks just, once you get into them, they pop. Yeah. Uh, even though they can run away from you with that underworld, you can get to them quite easily. So, I think I think out of the two Seraphon and Zench, I think Zench is still the harder matchup for us. Okay. Just the, just the just I think it's probably more the flamer spam the 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 eighteen inch shooting with their their nine inch move and the the D three damage is what really pumps through us. Right. I know we ignore the rend, but once you you fail that one save, it's D three damage each time. It just right, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean the the. One of my, my cursory reads on Night Haunt, and I think this has never really changed, is for wanting, like, a lot of its heroes as much as it does. Like, this is an army that could, like, easily go six heroes on a list. And you, yeah. you know, like, you, that's real, one of those, like, kind of, it's like Corn and Night Haunt are two armies that are, like, really at the forefront of, like, I want six heroes. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they seem to pop pretty easy. Like unrendable and a six up mortal wound save sometimes just isn't enough for the amount of ranged output that is in Age of Sigmar right now. And I think that's one of the. Oh, for sure. But yeah. un, unlike say Corn, you do have some counterplay, and I think that's one of the things that makes the army super relevant because like you can stash some models off the table with that you know from Underworlds they come. Keep them. Keep them safe, yeah, yeah, and, and also we do have a lot of access to healing as well. So unlike other armies like Corn and that, where once you've taken your wounds, that's it. Um, Nighthaunt can actually heal up back to full quite easily and quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless they fully kill that hero, uh, they're they're going to struggle to kill them. Um, even like a Spirit Torment, for example, he's only five wounds, but he's a four up save, so. You know, if it's if you're not doing mortal wounds, you're just doing shooting. You're still getting, you're still having to do at least ten wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, well, plus death save, so maybe eleven or twelve wounds, which is quite a big investment. For, like that's a lot of shooting to get through ten or eleven wounds, get through onto a model sort of thing before what, what, they take their saves. What I would call a, a hundred point idiot. You know, like those just random buff heroes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, the way I, how would you? I, I have like a couple like sort of like the title like headline of this army if you drove past and saw a marquee on a theater i would say night hunt is a finesse horde army how do you characterize night hunt like what are your findings and, and you've you've certainly played these a lot longer a lot more in depth than i have yeah 
look, you can play them as horde armies, um, and I have in the past with chain rats, etc. But um, I've actually been finding uh, I'm having a lot more success with almost the MSU style list, okay. um, and having lots of threats as well. So I always like to have um, those bigger. Not I don't like to have a big point sink model like unit in my army so i don't like to have a the black coach is just jettisoned right out from the list yeah (laughs) well black coach he's only 220 points so that's to me that's not a big investment okay my big i mean like um you know how some people take a 500 point unit like Mm. they're taking whatever it is half guard or whatever it is Um, yeah you'd be taking 360 grave guard or something like that like yeah yeah um so i don't like normally like to do that i like to split my um threats up so which is really good with the Underworlds. Um, so, like, I, I in, in lists I've had before, I've had a Mongol, I've had a Black Coach, I've had Kurtos, Lady Olander. Um, then you've got, you know, I've got my Nine Spirit Hose. E- each unit I take is a threat in its own, and it just means your opponent doesn't have that one target to target. Mm-hmm. They, they can't just go, well, I'm going to put all my debuffs on that one unit, and then his army's, like, it. it I'm going to win this game now. Whereas... They got to try and decide which uh, which unit they pick, which unit they target, and using the underworlds is really good for that. Like you can drop down a Mongol and Kurdos behind their enemy lines, um, and then you've got your your nine spirit host or black coach up the board. That y- your opponent sort of then has to decide: do I do I go back and deal with this Mongol in my back lines in my turn, or do I push forward to try and score points and take out the the threats in front of me? Um, either way, I think whatever their decision is there it's sort of a bad choice for them if they go backwards they're not scoring points right um and they're still going to get hit from the front by your black coach or whatever um but if they do push forward then you've got your mongol and 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 kurdos or whatever coming in from behind killing heroes or units so it's all about um your movement tactics with nighthaunt you want to be splitting your army's focus around the board and a lot of opponents armies don't deal with that well um my they need my bone yeah, daddies would struggle with that. I can, I can, yeah, exactly. I can threaten two points really strong. Uh, yeah. More if my catapults stay up, but like with Nighthawn, Nighthawn has the answer to my catapults. They're, yeah, yeah, just gonna get in combat with them. And yep, just within yeah. that six inches, like three, you know, yeah. within th- well, three inches to lock them in combat so they can't target anything with shooting. And it's like ten chain rats yeah. will do that. They'll just pop yeah. up out of yeah. the underworld and just be like, oh, and you're it, stuck. And it's eighty point, eighty points, like it. And, and <laughs> even if you kill a couple of them, they're not running to battle shock. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. It look eighty. I I really I love my 10, 10 man units of chain rass. Um, and the other thing is too, uh, a lot of people get stuck with armies wanting to be a you know a one drop, two drop, three drop army. Um, Glad you brought this up. Night, I was going to ask. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Look, uh, Night Haunt really excel at not caring. Like mm-hmm. honestly, it doesn't matter. I like to take as many drops as possible, to be honest. Um, Get- I was running a list only a couple of weeks ago. It had 15 or 16 drops. It was, um, just, well, this- like, it was just heaps. Of, I think I had like seven units of 10 chain rats just to drop around the board. Um, as dumb as it sounds, it's actually quite good. Well, it's hard to deal with. Well, it's it's the um, it really is like the galaxy brain move. This is something I, I found really like awesome with, with Beast of Chaos. I could be 15 drops, no problem. The- yep. 
rub with piece of chaos is like your list can be 15 or two drops in the same list because their yeah, battalions are yeah, so yeah. generous um but still yeah. like i found most games going like m going for the maximum drops because i wanted maximum information for my opponent and anything i truly yeah. worried about i could stash sort of you know in ambush or off the off the table and be like this isn't going to be a, tar a target priority, even if you take that first turn and try to shoot me off. Usually what ends up happening is they seed first turn, and Nighthaunt is kind of just fine with, like, you know, if yeah. you don't get that double, like, yeah. you know, like yeah. I'm going to bring the pain. That's right. Like, um, yeah, it, it doesn't, it honestly doesn't bother me if I go first or second. Um, either way, I'll make the most of it. If I'm going first, I'm using the Underworld straight up. I'm getting into their army, hitting them before they get command points, so they're, they're you know, they're taking battle shots. Um, all that sort of stuff. So if you're given first turn, I don't care. If I'm given second turn, there's a good chance of that double turn then. Um, and if Nighthaunt get a double turn, it can be really good. Um, like a, a lot of people think Nighthaunt are pillow-fisted, whatever, but they can wipe armies. Um, I only just played a game two nights ago against City's Army and we called it at the end of my turn two, which was the top of turn two. So... Um, you know, it's it, it can be if especially armies that alpha strike you and they take first turn. If they get into your lines first turn, you can normally kill most of their stuff in return if if you set up your screens right. Um, and then you're pushing forward in your first turn, hitting some other stuff. And then if you get the priority again, you you're in their main lines, and you you know you it can be really bad for them. Right. So real quick, we got chat gang here showing up. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Ziggy uh, asking how's it going obviously going great Ziggy thanks for showing up here uh, so question for team death how likely are we to see new vampires oh come on well, well uh, how likely are we to see new vampires uh, uh, I would put yeah. the likelihood at 100% eventually on a long enough timeline 100% um, woo the mayor says G dead chat gang pops off and he, he spent a thousand RDP to remind everyone that chat gang ain't nothing to mess with uh, and he and he asked, and this must be an inside joke. How awesome is Kevin? Ah, yes, Kevin. <laughs> we'll talk about Kevin. We'll talk, we'll talk about him now. Um, uh, where's Kevin fit in? Is it, Kevin is an inside joke? Talk about Kevin now. How awesome is Kevin? Right. Um. Now nah, Kevin's like one of my favorite models. Um, and makes this army so much fun. Um, so a few months ago, I found this build. Uh, I was building my list, and I found a build that worked really well. Uh, so it's a Khan Wraith. So Khan Wraith is sixty points. Pretty, me pretty mediocre unit normally. Um, doesn't do a hell of a lot. But you... Hey, hey I've, I've had a Cairn Wraith with a sort of judgment. Rip, sort of judgment, still did nothing wrong. I've had a Cairn Wraith with a sort of judgment wipe out some just absurd shit. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but, so I've been, running, on, I've been running him with the equivalent, which is the uh, the Shadow Edge Blade, um, which is a... Uh, it, it's a Nighthorn artifact, obviously. Um... So every six to hit does D3 mortal wounds. Um, he's got three attacks. Uh, and his own weapon on a six to hit does two mortal wounds. So any six to hit is two plus D3 mortal wounds. Um, I charged him into a unit of uh, 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 wardens, LRL wardens, uh, into a unit of 20. Uh, I got the 10-inch charge, but I killed 14 of them. The 60-point hero killed 180 <laughs> points worth of models or something <laughs> stupid. Um, and this is a hero I, hero reliant for the D three, right? On your yeah 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 yeah. So you you don't like 
Because Sword of Judgment is, says against a hero or monster, then you can oh, get... Oh, no, the, this is against anything. Yeah, anything. That D3 is against yeah. any... I would posit it is yeah. better than, than Sword of Judgment because of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's, it's just uh, six to hit is D three mortal wounds. That's that's all. Well, D three plus two. <laughs> oh yeah, plus his own two. Yeah. So where? <laughs> yeah, this is tough. And, and again, against units, he's uh, re-rolling hit rolls because um, he reaps. He's got the reap like corn. Yeah, so he can do a maximum of fifteen mortal wounds from a sixty a sixty point hero. Um, <laughs> and then I played another game the other night um, against. The giants, the the sons of Behemoth, uh, he charged into the Kraken and he survived three rounds of combat. I had a Mongol close by. He just couldn't kill him. And um, I did 15 mortal wounds or 16 mortal wounds to that giant over a couple of rounds of combat. Just like um, points well spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, 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 was a, he was the actual one that ended up finishing off the giant. Like I had a Mongol there as well and I kept charging Harridans into this giant to kill it. But um, yeah, he was the one that actually finished him off. So this little sixty-point hero killed this massive giant. It was it was really good. But um, so before a game, I'll uh, I'll bring him to the table and I'll talk about what he can do. I'm like, ah, oh, this is Kanray, sixty-point hero. He can do fifteen mortal wounds, and people just look at him like, what? <laughs> They're like, hang on a sec. And um, I'm like, yeah, and if I get the ten-inch charge, he gets to do it twice. And and, and then so then in the game, like you. You put it. I always put him in the underworlds just for the theater of it all. And right, right. Up, and I'm like, K- Kevin's coming, like Kevin's coming, <laughs> and um, I'll put him down, and then like, then it comes to the charge phase. He's nine. I need a nine inch charge, and I like, I, I would just get behind it. I talk it right up. I'm like, this is gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt. Roll it. And I roll like a three or something, and then I'm like, nah, I'm spending a command point. I'm using it. I'm using it. So then I roll again, and you get that ten inch charge, and the look on the on your opponent's face is just priceless. Oh yeah, um, but then you can actually, if you want to take him as your general, you can give him um, hatred of the living. So he rerolls hit rolls against anything that's not dead. So he can actually become a really good hero sniper. So if you just charge into an, a hero, he's still getting that reroll to hit. Uh, he flies he too, can, as I recall. It's been a while since flies, I've looked. Flies, yeah, yeah, yeah. All all night haunt flies. So um, yeah, so you can clear screens. If you if you get in the charge, well, I mean, but, if you're getting a ten inch charge, you're clearing. You're, you're probably clearing the screen, and and he's got a small enough base. He's getting. I I played um yeah. even pre LON tome. I was running a lot of like Nagash, which meant I ran a lot yeah. of Banshees and uh and Karen Wraiths just to have an yeah, extra hero yeah. and stuff. So um yeah, the value of of having a sixty point hero is just it's it's not lost on me. Like it. There, there's enough force multiplication in the Night Haunt Battle Tome that really makes the Karen Wraith kind of like a like a sleeper hit. I think I like I. So I'm yeah, happy oh. you brought it. I didn't know what Kevin was, but I'm super happy. This is <laughs> this is where this went. Sixty points is uh, even if he dies without doing anything. It's just the thought that you put in your opponent's head too. Like your opponent knows there's this model that can do fifteen mortal wounds to stuff on the board. Like it's just that it, mind it just game gets in your opponent's head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. I also, in the Shrieker host, I've been taking Karen, his wife. She's a screaming banshee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Karen and Kevin asking to see the manager of the opponent's army. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, what... Yeah. 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 Uh, any any uh, any secret tech with Karen you found, or just uh, just for the novelty <laughs> of it? No, just... Nah, she, she's, a, she's just the battalion tax for um, Shrieker host. She um, she's can, all right. Like she's she can good. do she can scream mortal wounds sometimes, right? Yeah. Like yeah. 
Yeah, and look, it, it stacks with the Night Haunt, Neg One at Bravery. So those um, like even the Giants the other night, they're a Bravery six then. Um, so only over a six, you're doing mortal wounds. Um, so on average, you're doing two or three. You can spike the dice, obviously, but yeah, look, she's she's only there for the battalion tax, a death right. save, aura, and that scream every now and then if you need it. I mean, you you uh, this is kind of jumping ahead of what, my my plot, but hey, I want to be a rank cast without it. Battalions. Um, do you find yeah. battalions to be a strength of the night Because you you mentioned now taking the battalion, taking the battalion. Um, yeah. Battalions are one of those those kind of hit or mess miss things. I think in battle tomes, some battle tomes yes. like have great battalions. Some of them have like meh. Some of them have none. I mean, yeah. Cities of Sigmar has some, but kind of only a name only, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel yeah, about so Nighthawk battalions? Are they auto includes? Are they something you really find yourself gravitating towards because you want that extra artifact and command point? Uh, rerolling charges is a big deal. Like, where do the where do you come down on battalions for Nighthawk? And then I'm gonna catch so, up on on, on chat. So my, per, my yeah, you're right. Yeah, my personal view on battalions with Nighthawk is they're not necessary. Um, the the list I took to CanCon didn't have one. I went five and one at CanCon with Nighthawk at the start of the year, and I didn't have a battalion. Um, it's battalions in Night Haunt too. Humble, like humble, people, humble brag, humble brag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people would throw a battalion in um, just for the sake of having lower drops, and and with Night Haunt, as I said earlier, I don't think it's necessary. Um, yeah, Galaxy Brain and, doesn't care about about drops. No, and it's it, the fact that people just will also just throw a battalion in just because you really need to build your list around these battalions. Um, they're battalions that if you don't build around that battalion, it's not going to work. Like, you, if you're going the... the um, well, I always like Death it? Riders. And yeah, some, like, some people take Death... Like the, go ahead, go so ahead. For example, the, the, the Shroud Guard with the Blade Geist, um, you really want to be taking like big units of Blade Geist if you want to be taking Shroud Guard. Um, otherwise, if you, like people will just take two units of five Blade Geist. It's just, well, what's the point? Why are you paying this spending these points on a battalion if you're really not benefiting from it um but then again and then like with the the new white dwarf battalions um people are which they're fine now everybody mission accomplished yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but they're taking the mega battalion in that so you've got like three battalions or whatever it is and you're spending like two three hundred points just on battalions and i think well that's a to me that's a waste of points i think it's too much i think night haunt you really should only be taking one battalion because um, it just it's just so many points. Um, you don't need the extra CP from another battalion. You don't need the less drops. You don't need so, the so, three so, artifacts. Like I just don't I don't feel it's necessary. Well, that third artifact is often more cute than good. There's sometimes out there yeah. like where you you getting too clever with what you're trying to do, and I think that yes. Night Haunt is an army where like. I think it plays very cagey, and you can't really afford any wasted movement in in getting yeah. it all to come together. And I think that that's where I say finesse. I, maybe uh, I was misleading with Horde because, like you've said, you've discovered more MSU is is really where this thing shines. But like, but it's very much a finesse army with a bunch of models on the table, and and that's oh, yeah. I think that's something that like um, people need to realize about this army. Um, even with yeah. uh, letting your opponent out drop you, you're going to have all of the information for that battle now. You know. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. And yeah. and if you can't be in that one, two, three, four drop space comfortably, um, 
armies try to like get down to four drops just to be at four drops and it's like if your army can't do that comfortably and you're sacrificing uh like a play style or a strategy or a win stroke which is like the worst yeah. thing to sacrifice you don't want to bend over backwards for that go the opposite direction get all the information from your opponent right like oh for sure yeah yeah um, uh, it's um and like the the battalions are quite good like i think the one that i've been having um the most fun with and, and most success with at the moment is Shrieker Host. And I think it actually is really good in the current meta with, with all these armies with so many CP generating abilities. Um, so oh. for people that not... Uh, yeah, do you yeah want what a Shrieker Host do? Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. So, um, so the Shrieker Host, uh, if at the start of the battle shock phase, if your opponent is within six inches of any one of the units in the battalion, which um, you have two units of Haridans, you have two units of Mirmorn, and a unit and one um, Banshees. Um, if they're within six of that start of the Battleshock phase uh, and they roll Battleshock, they have to re-roll ones in Battleshock. And the biggest one that I like about the battalion is they cannot use Inspiring Present Command ability. So they're not just spending that ten, one of their 10 CPs to, to pass Battleshock, which... I find is really really good. And Tomb um, Banshee is sixty points, right? Like, so she's a yeah, only yeah, like a minor yeah. a minor tax. You can make up sixty points with but, an army with with the quality of battle line this the, army has. The, the drop in the drop in points on Haridans now they're only seventy points each. Um, the it, it, the the drop in points on them has paid for the Banshee four times over with my list, so um, or three times over, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I've been really, really enjoying the Shrieker host, and I'm actually, I've got a tournament coming up at the end of this, at the end of November. Um, I'm not even close it. to jealous. I'm not even a little bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'll be taking the Shrieker host to that, so I'm hoping, hoping to do pretty well, actually. I've been playing it quite a lot on TTS and having a lot of success with it, so yeah, should be good. Looking forward to that. Um, I just, I just got to say the love for Kevin here in chat has been insane. Like it filled up my entire <laughs> uh, chat pane with how much uh, they they love Kevin. Um, yeah. But apparently, you're supposed to tell me about lamingtons and kebabs. <laughs> lamingtons. That was rock. Is that Rocco? <laughs> That's Rocco. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, I don't know how that. Oh yeah, there was a thing come up with um, AOS coach. I was telling him in Canberra, there's this kebab place that. Um, it's got. I told him it's the world's best kebabs. Like he's never tried anything like it before. Well, this and then is. He just was like. For, for he the. Just started telling me it was bullshit. <laughs> so, for the for the American, um, I can actually hear how AOS coach says bullshit. By the way, and so when yeah. you said he was telling you it's bullshit, like I heard his voice in my head. So that's really <laughs> fucking funny. Um, uh, you you mentioned TTS, so I kind of want to bring it up. Um, just in general, because I, I haven't talked about it in like a month of podcasts now. Uh, so people who. Yep to listen do you like so for for tds i think that we've been given a really really solid gift in terms of like uh getting some modicum of table play one through our quarantine and two to just research stuff without having to commit to a lot of like upfront work like i I talked about how I, i play like essentially paper hammer to do a lot of my research to get stuff on the table like i just trace basis and configurations of basis near each other like i literally put down basis on paper and i trace it out and i'll put that down as here's a here's a deployment to practice and stuff like that tts allows you to do that right now um yeah i feel like night hunt is an army that has a lot of moving parts to kind of get into place has tts been a really good resource for you exploring this army it has um 
as I said, I took the army earlier in the year, but even at that tournament, there was little little nuances that I kept forgetting. Um, and now I've played so many games, I'm sort of there's not many things I'm forgetting now because Nighthaunt has so many things that you have to remember. Tons and they're, of they're all little, yeah, they're little things. Um, even one thing, like even now, I still do forget it sometimes. Is Lady Olander when she lifts her veil, she does the mortal wounds, but if you continue to read the uh, the description of that ability, at the end of it, it says, if she does any wounds, she heals D3. Mm-hmm. And I always forget the healing. Um, so it's just little things like that. Um, if if a unit fails battle shock tests within six of a hero, that hero then heals one wound. Um, but just those little bits and pieces, it doesn't sound like much, but over a game, it, it makes a huge difference. Well, and if you're forgetting it, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so TTS is really push me to remember those sorts of things as far as the army goes. And the biggest resource and the biggest thing I've found that's helped me with TTS is just because where we live is a, a pretty small Age of Sigma community. Um, there's probably less than 10 players here. So our, our, what would you call it? We don't get to play against many different armies. Um, our exposure to other armies is very minimal. So me playing TTS has really allowed me to learn how all armies work in the yes. game. I could honestly tell you I'm a hell of a lot better player now than what I was back in January before all this stuff started just for the fact that I know how all armies pretty much work now. Um, so I'm not getting blindsided by stuff or even in games, games go quicker now because I help my opponent. I'm like, yeah, your model does that, well, you know. So- if I can put, I, I don't know how many folks in chat gang or how many people watching the VOD back or listening to this back on Spotify will, like, this will resonate with, but um, for me, like, one of the things that has been a re- great barrier to Age of Sigmar becoming, like, a higher skill curve game has been its inability to goldfish. In Magic the Gathering, there's something called goldfishing where you'll proxy up a 60-card deck, you write on a sheet of paper, like, what another, because it's just cards, it's just cards. Yeah. So you'll 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 just write out you'll look you'll net deck the last eight decks that won a tournament, you know, like just the last eight yep. decks, and your friend will sit there with them and play against you real quick, and you'll play your deck that you've actually purchased and paid for, and you're putting all your time, money, and heart into, and they'll just play yep. these little things against you, and then you get that knowledge that is just so necessary when you want to take that next step in comp- competitive play, like. I haven't lost a game to Skaven as death, and I don't know how long. And it has nothing to do with the caliber of Skaven players. It has to do with the fact that I've played Skaven so much, I am really good at knowing what they're trying to do to beat me and stopping it. Yeah. Like, and just, and that, like, so, like, I don't even go into the game where I go into, like, if I line up blind against an opponent, like, say I take my OBR out against, um, like, I haven't actually played against Iron Jaws with them yet, but I know what Iron Jaws is trying to do, so that's a terrible example. Um, I, I guess New Seraphon. I haven't seen what like New Seraphon's trying to do. I know the theoretical of it, but I haven't seen it on the table, right? Like I've seen some, watched some TTS games, so on and so forth. I will line up to then execute my strategy and ignore their strategy at that point because I'm yeah. like, I can't rely on like I'm going to try to like, hey, they're going to tell me what their big threats are in their army, and they're going to tell me that stuff, and I'm like, nope, I'm going to line up to execute my strategy, and usually that works. But until you yeah. get into those really tight games where they know their army and you know your army, right? And then advantage them. Yes. Because if they yeah. their army has the advantage over you, advantage them. Um, whereas, like, with the Skaven, when they have the advantage against me, I don't line up to execute my strategy anymore. I line up to 
take away their strategy and then yeah, win as a sure. like a sort of a byproduct and you can't it's it's so hard to get that information in our game of age of sigmar uh, and i think that's the great tool that tts has been that's my big oh yeah um yeah, yeah. I, you're, you're learning stuff that you're not going to learn from reading a book um it's the same with list writing you can write so many lists yourself and it's not until you actually play a game with that list to you actually work out if that list will work or not so you um, need a practical experience our game requires some kinesthetic process to 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 internalize and yeah. to see if it, the distances work um yeah 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 exactly yep no, i totally agree uh, kicker uh, says been, kicker it's says it's been a really good tool Sorry, sorry. Uh, it has been a really yeah, good yeah. tool. Yeah, Kicker says, nice shirt, Meph. Yes, I wore my Castlevania shirt tonight because it has, like, the most ghosts per capita of the shirts that I own. <laughs> um, uh, but also, we were talking about playing uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night at some point. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen for Meftober. Um, so, I'm going to catch back up with chat here. Uh, still talking about Kevin. We talked about kebabs. Uh, Fluke Skywalker. Hey, my guy! I can't not say hi to you because you have such a... Uh, a perfect entrance all the time every time he's got the the a my guys or a my dudes so a fluke skywalker how's it going my, my friend um yay my tree stock might go up <laughs> what? uh people need to try and find ways to hide or protect them five mortal wounds heroes and that's that's a tool that night haunt has is that they can hide those those five mortal wound heroes or those five they can heroes yeah and it, look it's all dependent on your opponent um like, say, for example, you're against Croak and that he's doing his mortal wound output, he still has to roll really well for that spell to kill a five-wound hero. Um, and even shooting, like, shooting, your five-wound heroes are getting lookout, sir. Even Lady Olander gets lookout, sir. So it's still not easy. Like, people think five-wound hero dies easy. They don't die super easy. Um and the other thing is you want redundancy in the list. So if you do lose that five-wound hero, it's not game over. And that's what I was sort of mentioning before of having those different threats in your army. Your yeah. opponent might be looking at killing something else instead of that five-point hero. Uh, five-wound hero, sorry. Um, so, yeah, it's all about having multiple threats in your list so so you don't just lose that one model that's going to lose you the game sort of thing. Well, we, we talk about, like... Um... Like the fundamentals of, of Warhammer, uh, you know, like good table play, you know, understanding how to screen and chaff and knowing to prioritize objectives over stuff like that. I feel like there's another fundamental of, of, of Warhammer we don't oft talk about, which is the mental game. And I think yeah. Night Haunt is, a is an army that really rewards a good mental play. Uh, that's You talked about oh, like sure. hero redundancy. Hero redundancy yeah. um, was something we were talking about in like... Three years ago, when the hypothetical shooting meta was it was like Clown Car KO, how do we deal with Clown Car KO when at the the original like sort of pinnacle when it first came out? Buy the extra version of that hero because unless they perfectly split their dice, they have to commit to killing one of them. And usually, shooting sticks its neck out, and then the swing back will get them. You know that's why you have like two blood secretors, two slaughter priests. You know, like in your corn list, not just one. You know, like you. You build that redundancy. Night hunting behooves you to have some redundancy in 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 the build. I think. Yeah, and the other thing is too. Um, people don't think about is is the underworlds has a huge psychological effect on your opponent. There, the underworlds for me is probably one of the things that wins me the most games. Just for the fact that me putting half my army off the board means that. 
they're setting up in a very defensive position and they're normally pushing their army to the backboard to protect their back line, um, which to me is a really... Is a, a, a Hilarious. You on the, it's putting you on the front foot from the, the very beginning. Hilarious, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, that means that then it's going to take them an extra turn to be able to move up the board and get into combat if that's what they do. Or if you leave stuff off the board for an extra turn or two... They've got a whole unit or a whole couple of units that are out of the game for two right. turns. Whereas, say, it is like, take for example, Corn, for example, they normally want everything on the front line. They want to be running up the board. And they want those bubbles it. of overlapping buffs to all be in the same yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for them, against Corn players, you'll see they'll put, you know, their Reavers or whatever they are, they'll have big lines across the back of their board, etc., etc., to protect from this underworld nine inch away deep strike. And you're like, sweet, that means there's less stuff coming at me. There's less stuff pushing up the board to take objectives. Um, it, it, it's just that mind game that just having Underworlds just changes your opponent's complete game style. Like, their whole play style changes right from them this- turning up to the table saying, oh, fuck, I'm playing against Night Haunt. Like, it, it just changes their whole play style, which really plays into your own play just- style and makes, gives you that edge. Just like I mean, this this is a teaching moment for all of the. I know you're here because Death is the best Grand Alliance, uh, but this is a teaching moment for any <laughs> faction that has like Kinnerai, uh Heartrenders, or or your Stormcast, or you you are whatever. Like, just put something in ambush or in the sky, regardless of your army. Um, it the fact that your opponent has to account for it, um, it, it becomes relevant. Like that's what like why uh like uh. Uh, like gnaw holes are awesome for Skaven. It's because like they might have not ever intend to jump through it, but they put it somewhere, yeah. and now you have to like be like, "Crap, I need to go put five direwolves around that," or they could use that <laughs> yeah. later. Like, um, it's 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 awesome because this is that again. This is on that mental side of the game. This is why I love uh, Beast of Chaos playing as Beast of Chaos because half my army can be in ambush, and I watch people just screen their whole back line, and I'm like, good, I was going to come over here anyway, and now you're out of the yeah. game for a turn and a half. You might as well be dead for a turn and a half. Or with, with uh, the thing I miss the most, having switched from Legions of Nagash over to Ossiarch Bone Reapers, is that, like, I don't have gravesites anymore to put that cheeky gravesite yeah. over there and stash one yeah. thing in a gravesite and be like, it's coming through the gravesite, <laughs> yeah. and then just yeah, watch yeah. someone... Take any unit, like I put one unit of skeletons, right? Just in the yeah. one unit of, of derpy idiot skeletons in a gravesite. That's 280 points for me if yeah. I max it out. And then I watch them go, okay, and they have to commit some points at all over that spot. And then I'm like, okay, cool. They come out over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, and, you're, and you're doing your first turn. You're like, I'll oh, bring them up here. And they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well have been, that unit might as well have been dead for like two turns, two and a half turns, depending on, on the battle plan. Yeah. Like, like yep. so so the flip side of like having to play a KG mental army mental fatigue um so that's the that's the flip side of this is i found like with more with Beast of chaos and LON cuz LON i felt unburdened by my KG play with gravesites like i just like it's yeah, something i did yeah. i i did extra with Beast of chaos it felt like it hinged on my on my mental play that i had to for 5 games or 6 games if you're in australia i had for 5 games just be thinking through the whole time, crushing it and outthinking my opponent. Where does where does Night Hunt fall on that scale of of having to outthink, having to be mentally engaged, and is there is there a mental fatigue element for an army that is this cagey? 
I could honestly say I think Night Haunt's probably the most um, the most mentally taxing army there is um, in the game. Like, it has a very high learning curve. Um, I think once you get to a point, I'm not saying I'm at that point yet, but I'm at a point where a lot of it I know, so a lot of it just comes naturally. I'm not having to think as much about it. But when I was first starting the army, there was a lot of stuff that you have to remember. And... You'll see on the Night Haunt page, like people get on there on Facebook and they complain that they can't win, they just die all the time, blah, 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 um, which does happen. But I think it's just because they're new, they're new to the army or they're just not playing it right. And there's a lot of, as I was saying, there's a lot to learn with Night Haunt. It's a very steep learning curve. I, 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 think, um, I think Games Workshop stuffed up a bit by making this a start collecting army. They put it out with Stormcast. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, the the thing is that they might have brought it out because they brought out the easy-to-paint paints at the time. You know, they, they brought out those technical paints. So they were, it was an easy army uh, hobby-wise, but game-wise, it was a very hard army to master. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even since the army came out, they've dropped the points. But as well, we're talking about we, the we, we actually, side of things... Yeah, the mental side yeah. of things. But real quick, I want to mention, like we, we were kind of talking about this a little bit, like where I feel like... Night Hunt was an overlooked army for its true potential because just the the rollout that happened, like the way it it it, it came out, it came out alongside of that start collecting with with Stormcast Eternals out the box. The Stormcast crushed Night Hunt, by the way, point for point. They had the yeah. better army. So if you're playing with your with your friend or your mate, like you're just hey, let's <laughs> play with it. You got crushed, and yeah. so everyone was like, oh, and you even look at the 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 heat around the time was all around evocators, right? Like, you remember how yeah, mad the ball- we were... The, the balusters or whatever they were as well, the the shooting... Yeah, like, um, and, and... Paladors, maybe, perhaps. Like, I, I don't recall. Like, it was like... It, it felt like a little bit of, like, a, this this weird disharmony was kind of there from the launch of Night Haunt, because they essentially were the vanguard of 2.0. Like they were right at the that that whole like wave of interest built around malign portents and and that box and then 2.0 kind of came out. That was that whole thing. DOK was in there a little bit um, and LON a little bit, but like as far as like what that was getting released to sell you boxes of stuff, it was LON and Stormcast. Yeah. And yeah, and it, I feel like it just completely had people looking at the wrong stuff for this army from the onset. And then like you talk about that that mental. It's a high, it is a high skill floor army. And if you're talking about getting people to buy into the new thing, right? They don't have those reps in already. They don't have that time in already uh, at all. And then you, you, you line up against the army that at the time Stormcast Eternals, I'm trying to remember LLV stats for that at the time, but I swear they were around like a 40% win rate on, on the competitive scene. And like everyone's still mad at the like from the the aggregate score of like how great evocators were, and so there's just yeah. this like complete noise around around Night Haunt's rollout, and I think that's yeah. only hurt them because people yeah, haven't yeah. embraced that that quest that that to climb the stairs of getting good with this army. Hashtag, yes, yeah. yes, I said get good at getting on on the internet. <laughs> At me, <laughs> at me. No, <laughs> sorry. But, uh, no, bad. Another thing is too. People look at the stats of tournaments and, and they look at, like you see it all the time, people go, oh, look, the Night Haunt stats for tournaments, they're, they're always in the bottom. And, and it's because good players are not playing the army. You're getting 
new players to the army, new players to the age of the Sigma new player fallacy. Yep, yeah, yeah or not, they're taking yeah, this new player paradox. Army to a, yeah, yeah, to a, one of their first tournaments or whatever it is. Um, they're only there for the hobby side of things, and they're doing terribly with an army. And people go, "Oh, look at the stats of Night Haunt. They're in a shit spot with the meta. They're they're not winning any tournaments. They're not not even finishing in the top eighty percent at tournaments. Blah blah blah." But you you put a good player behind them, and they're actually they're very competitive, especially with the points drops. The points drops since this book came out. <laughs> Uh, are huge. I see you, chat gang. I see you. Uh, points drops. I want to. I want to come back to this, and I want you to finish your point about the mental side of things. But uh, G Dad just gifted uh, five subs to the channel, so thank you so much for that, G Dad. Um, now there's emotes. Um, gifted a tier one sub, should say. Um, Fluke Skywalker. Some armies play chess. Some play 3D chess. This army plays 3D chess, man. This is this is Nighthawk is a 3D chess army. Um, and uh, I think when people saw the charge ability, just what going off of what uh, what what uh, Flukes said here, and then followed up by uh, by Rocco, I think when people saw the charge ability, they're like, "Oh, this is an army that just charges you. They want to elf and charge you." And I think that that just like was a kind of a false advertisement of how this army should play. Like, it's good. It, it is. It, good. It's 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 a good ability. It's a, oh, it's a great ability when you get it to go off. Uh, um, it's actually, it's, it's really good in the current meta because a lot of, um, like OBR, for example, we're talking about OBR, um, Mortec Guard can only re-roll their save rolls in the combat phase. Um, so if you're getting that 10 inch charge and fighting in the, the charge phase, they're not re-rolling their saves. Um, they're only getting their save and, and same with, um, I think Slaves to Darkness with the Chaos Warriors, they only re-roll save rolls in the combat phase. They're... Uh, not just that, but there are armies that have a plus one to hit in the combat phase or, like, reroll ones yep. in the combat phase. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the combat phase that you're not doing in the charge yep. phase. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So they're not getting... They can't spend their command point to reroll ones to save. They can't... So, yeah, it, it, I, I think the 10-inch charge is, is really good, especially if Underworlds, because you're already nine inches away. So if you're getting a charge off, you're normally getting a 10. Um, so... You, so you come down, you're fighting twice, which if you get into combat, it's really good. So, and that, and that, that puts you on the front foot again. This is, this is the, the, one, the one thing I want to see change is I want it to be a 9-inch charge instead of a 10. Um, I think out of the box, it should be a 9 because you deep strike, or you, you come off the Underworlds out of a 9. It should just be yeah. 9 just for a, like, a consistency there. I shouldn't have to... Yeah. Uh, like Already, like from tactically speaking, I'm already not banking on you making the 9-inch charge when you come in. Like... I should yeah, be yeah. extra punishing when that nine inches strike. <laughs> look at, look, like especially with like the deep, the deep strike shooty armies, like the way Ko and Flamers and Seraphon are going with Sally's. Like the the whole thing is they come down outside of nine and they shoot you. Like this ability should just get FAQ'd tomorrow to be outside of nine. It's not gonna flip Nighthawk from what I think is actually a a good army to like S tier oppressive. Nobody has any counter play for it. If you make it nine, you just you just bring the stars in alignment a little bit more for for a couple of the, the my particular gripes about it that I think we I want to address later about like I think this is a good army like good leading great and I, I just want that one thing to push it over the finish line to be a, a truly great army and we'll get to that a little bit yeah. later uh, we were t yeah but and uh, one of the things too people always talk about um, a lot of players they they 
all they're wanting to do is campaign for a new Nighthaunt book. And it kind of, to be honest, it scares me a bit because I don't want a book to come out like Feck. Like, I was I was a Feck player before Feck came out. And when the book was dropped, I I was keen to play it. And I went to a tournament with my Legions and Agash. Um, and I think, like, a quarter of the armies there were Feck and they were just dominating. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be that player. I don't want to play that army. So I've never played Feck competitively since the book came out and i think i've only ever played the army a couple of times just with mates um same with my obr like i played it i took it to masters it was like the first tournament that oh so, so so you're a masters level player talking about this stuff on rank <laughs> <laughs> um but like i bought obr i think it came out in november and our tournament was descent like uh no 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 hang on hang on because my podcast started and the whole thing was because obr um they technically released our stuff in october because we got like the mod tribes box and then in november they actually released our real model line <laughs> so we uh, yeah, yeah. we technically came out october 31st <laughs> or whatever they said they no. released the pre pre-order but yeah yeah no we didn't realistically have bottles in our hands until november yeah, so I um I bought the two boxes to start collecting uh, the the ogre one, um, and and then I bought the other models I needed. But I, I built it all, I painted it all, I wrote a list. Uh, the start of November, we had, I had two weeks to write the list. I have the, my feast of bone. My <laughs> yeah, my my second yeah. feast of bones is still unbuilt over here. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had to write a list for masters with an army I'd only looked at the book at. I hadn't even tried the army out. So um, I wrote my list, and I had two weeks, three weeks to build, paint, and um, get to masters with. So I was really pushing myself. Um, I played two or three practice matches. I'd lost two of them. One, I think I lost them all. Actually, I can't remember. Um, took it to masters, and I won masters with it. But <laughs> it, it was. Um, it was a, it was a, eh, it was, I can't even remember what the point we are talking about. But, <laughs> no, um, no, no, we're talking about how awesome you are at playing death and, uh, and no, how, but, how other people need to get on your level, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you didn't feel like fulfill like with Ossiarch Bone Reapers, you, you, there was a like sort of disarmony or whatever. Oh, uh, like. that's, yeah, yeah, I was talking about how, yeah, so after, um, after that tournament, um, we obviously had CanCon at the start of the year. Uh, which was two months later, and everyone expected me to take OBR to to CanCon. But after that tournament at Masters, I I didn't I didn't enjoy the army. Sorry to say, I know you love the army, but I just didn't enjoy the um the interactions with your opponent. Like I just felt them rolling a hundred and fifty dice at your unit of twenty Mortec Guard and killing two of them is just it's not fun. It's well, that. Not, it's not intuitive if you know first off that is gone they can yes yes, they they will kill like five of them now (laughs) okay so it's all fixed it's all okay yeah yeah Uh, it's all good now um so you just take a cat across now and you can still be well no you just go that's what you know you go no you go cat across and mortis praetorians you have one less ren which just means i'll kill you a turn later yes it really is it's just like which in the in the like Nail biting matches because oh uh, this is no BR stream now everybody um <laughs> like with with Osiric Bone Reapers like the thing is is like uh, they're one of those armies that executes their strategy which I I like that I really do like I talked about yeah. before if I don't know your army I'm just gonna go to like do my strategy um so they try to execute their strategy and like just try to beat you on the table like straight up like no 
no bones about it uh like no tricks no flips no teleports no nothing they go into motion to do their strategy and they either beat you or they don't and i love that simplicity with osiric bone reapers as somebody who talked about like how much i like my lon grave size and how much i i dig my bc uh beast of chaos um like kg like out thinking you play style like i really like that that osiric bone reapers the o- the onus is on you to execute your strat, and your opponent yeah. just either deals with it or they don't. And I like that about them. I think it was tuned a little bit yeah. too too high in favor of me executing my strat. Like like I execute my strat and like I fuck it up, but then I still win anyway because you can't kill me. <laughs> like yeah. that's the yeah. part I have problem with, uh, and not just yeah. because we raised seven thousand dollars for charity for me to say that. Um, <laughs> Like it was, it like I so I, I like I like Night Hunt and Osiric Bone Reapers for the, like the same reason, it is like the thing that disconnects, and and this is why I find our conversation fascinating, because I want my opponent to be making decisions too, and yeah. and so it's like if I'm making decisions, you're making decisions, we're having a great game. The problem with Osiric Bone Reapers is you had to make the right decisions, and I- most opponents don't. And if you came up against the wrong opponent, like if if someone just had a whole army full of, say, Skaven clan rats and no rend or whatever, it was they're never going to win. Like they they didn't have a chance. Like there was, the, even you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, like I think my second game at Masters was against Skaven, and um, he had plague monks, but he also had um, just a heap of clan rats and stuff, and. He called it turn two. Like, I won priority turn two, and he called it. Like, we didn't even play a turn two. And as at Masters, like, it was just... Because there's no way I can do anything. It was... I it was um, I think we're playing our two places of power, or arcane power, whatever it is. Um, it's amazing. Took first turn. Yeah, and I was on the objectives first turn, and I, I charged up the board as well. But it was just... Um, yeah, he knew it was over by then. And, and that's sort of the, the, what I was sort of getting back to is... I sort of had that feeling with Feck as well. I, I, I like my opponents to have a, a bit of a chance, but I, I think I prefer... I enjoy winning with an army. So say Nighthaunt, for example. I enjoy winning with Nighthaunt because when you rock up to a table, your opponent doesn't... They don't expect to get wiped off the table and they expect that... They might even expect they're going to win again. Like, they're going to go, oh, I should oh, they, win this game. They, are, they might underestimate you even walking up to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... and and you win the game and they don't get salty about it. Like, if you win with Nighthaunt, your opponent's not salty. If you win with um, Zinch, Seraphon, OBR, whatever it is, people are like... Not OBR anymore. We've been, <laughs> We've been fixed. We've been fixed. You can't get mad if you lost your OBR anymore. No, God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, you get that feeling from your opponent. Even if they're a nice person, you do get that feeling of yeah. they didn't enjoy the game or... or they just think, oh, well, I lost to Seraphon. Who cares? Like, I, I, need, I was expected. I, I need to you talk know? to you more. I like, I like your, I, I love your, your POV. A Masters winning, uh, Night Hot playing uh, POV. <laughs> of, no, I, I, my, the thing that differs, I, I think I mentioned, maybe it was on the cold open or maybe it was before we went live about, like, competition for me in terms of, like, I, I'll play you hard on the table and stuff like that. But, like, I want there to be a, when I go into Age of Sigmar, when I play a game against somebody in Age of Sigmar, even if I'm trying to win, even if I'm trying yeah. to win, oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't like losing. Put it like, that way, I hate uh, losing. Right, but I want I want my opponent to have a good game. 
Like, I, I just, yeah. like, when I go into a game of Age of Sigmar, something that is sacrosanct to me beyond any other th- competitive thing I have ever done in my life, and I've been around competition in gaming my whole life, and even some sports early on, like, I want to have a good game, and I want my opponent to have a good game. So I step it up to the table wanting my opponent to have a good game. And the, the worst thing in the world is to walk up with an army, and then just go, and then check out from the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's that's yeah. one of the, the worst feelings. Petrofix Elite had that feeling. Uh, LON Nagash at the height of, like, 60 Grimgast Reapers plus, plus Nagash. Like, it had that feeling. If you're playing Seraphon right now, Technado, LRL, um, Zinch, maybe to a lesser degree because they've kind of been brought back in line. I think there's... They're all right. They're... You know, and then KO now because they got unnecessary points drops when they were already pushing, like, super yeah. super viability. Uh, they got Fire Slayers where Fire Slayers were already, like, really good. No one was playing them right yet. And then they're like, here's the yeah. points drops to make you pay them, play them the right way. And I'm like, no! Yeah. Don't incentivize people <laughs> to already play the strongest list. Why are you doing this again? Anyway, I digress on that subject. You know, I, and, 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 and this is a teaching moment community dear dear sweet community um don't harsh on your opponent for what they pull to the table please similarly don't underestimate this motherfucker bringing up night haunt to the table because he's gonna <laughs> take away your underdog power uh, no uh this is no i i i like night haunt because and I, i'm gonna bring it all the way back to i think night haunt makes decisions to win the game and there are armies out there where it feels like you just line up and push forward or line up yeah. and execute your strategy and win the game. Nighthawk plays the opponent, and I think that's what yeah. makes them special. Yeah, for sure. Like, like even in my games, um, there'll be a lot of time where my chain rats have been hit in combat, um, and it's my turn. I'll just retreat them. I'll fly over the top, and I'll just sit on that objective and hold the objective. And a lot of players don't use retreats enough in the game like retreating especially if night haunt is just so good um you're not units like chain rats don't do any damage anyway so you don't care if they're stuck in combat so you want to get them out of combat you're wanting to move retreat fly over lines whatever but you just because you can retreat yeah you can retreat over somebody with a flying unit which is a lesser used uh like chain rats i think are one of the point for point single best battle line in the game right now yeah yeah, um at me tell me i'm wrong um <laughs> but like the fact that they can like hold an objective more, more tech card is still probably the best battle in the in the game <laughs> let's go you're right i get only two i get only two one of them are allowed to be the best no um, uh chain uh chain rest uh like the fact that they can like it, it, what people don't realize is you can retreat with them and you so you can actually re- like retreat over the unit run and then like just be on the next objective and stuff because they fly and so like when you we we're we're entering a world of like eight objective uh uh game plans we're entering a world where battle line get extra scoring like when you have that unit that's about to get wiped out on your objective and you retreat fly over and then onto the next objective like (laughs) like there's some insanity there and even like um so with them and even uh your more banshees like they're only 70 points now for four um and i'm having to take them in my shrieker host battalion um, I'll, I'll sit them right over on the flank of the board. Like, I played someone the other week, and I, I, I sat them right on the edge of the board on the far right and one on the far left, and um, it meant that their whole unit, I think it was Chaos Knights, like 10 Chaos Knights, 
had to run over, charge into them and kill them. And I'm like, dude, I'm happy that you just spent 360 points of unit to kill my 70 point unit of Mimorn. Like, it, it, it does stuff like that. Like, you, I, I'm happy to throw away 80 points with a chain rasp or 70 points with a Mimorn because at the end of the day, it's stopping a 200 and whatever point unit from hitting your main force. It, it's putting that unit off the board and out of combat. I'm sorry, um, uh, G Dead here. Apparently, you're the mayor, and he's like the deputy mayor. Uh, he's giving me shit in <laughs> chat because uh, I, I guess he was one of your first like patrons or something like that. It was what he explained to me. He's saying that Mef thinks everyone's battle line is the best. He said the same thing about ghouls. No, 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 no. <laughs> I said ghouls are one of the most underrated battle line in the game right now, and I said that that chain rasps are low key one of the best. These are different, <laughs> different umbrellas, kid. Don't at me. <laughs> ghouls are low, are like underrated. Ghouls are super underrated for like a hundred points and all the work that they can do, outflank, regen, like, and activating twice. Uh, chain rasp out the box. A single block of ten of them do so much work, and. Like, and they do additional work beyond what you think from being able to stash them underground if you're running Night Haunt. Because yeah. now you've got a you've got a thing that only needs to move three inches to threaten your thing. So I'm, I'm not going to... I don't even want to make the charge this turn. I just want them to sit over yeah. here. And, and then like, for 80 points, you just... You can drop them on an objective in the middle of the board first turn <laughs> to take that... Score it. Yeah. And then they die in your opponent's turn. 80 points. Who cares? Woo! <laughs> got yeah, it. Yeah. No, no. Low-key... Low-key one of the best and underrated two different takes. Get out, get out of here, Deputy Mayor. Vote it out. I'm keeping the mayor. Get rid of this guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. They are very good. <laughs> um, I completely derailed the conversation that was going on there myself, though. Um I'm sorry, pull up the clips, he says. Okay, fine. Um, no, no, I think we were going back to, like, the skill curve, and then we were going through the, the progression. Yeah, and it. talking about um, not playing army. like, that, And that's the reason I took this army to CanCon, was um, not wanting to take OBR. And Legions and Nagash is an army I'd played for the, the previous two CanCons, or, or whatever it was. Um, I think I'd missed the year before. I can't remember. I took Beast Claw Raiders. But anyway... Um, it was the uh, Legions of the Gash. I'd played tournaments for a year and a half, two years solid. And after GHB2 came out, um, uh, not GHB2, Age of Sigma 2, 2.0, and the fact that we couldn't buy multiple uh, the multiple command points. So my, my Legions of the Gash list, I was always spending, keeping 100 points spare for those two command points. Yep. Um, because you really needed it. Like, without battalion, there was really no good battalions to take. So, without battalions, you needed those two command points. Um, when that changed and the cost of, like, your necromancer went up, a um, couple of things went up. It was. Yeah, I when L1 got over nerfed, you're right. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> it, it kind of it, it sort of put them out of the, the higher tiers and, and they made it a lot harder to play. So, going into CanCon this year, I was like, I want to take my Nighthawk because. Honest, I feel that it's a very beautifully painted army I've done, and I really enjoy the aesthetic of the army. I'm like, I'm going to take this army, I want to try and get a, prize, a painting prize, which I didn't get. Clint, if you're listening, um, didn't get nominated. <laughs> anyway. 
I wanted to. I actually wanted to get nominated. I knew I wasn't going to win the prize because there's some fucking amazing army there. Um, but um, so that's the main reason I took Night Haunt, and I turned up to that tournament. I would have been extremely happy to go four two. Um, and then when I started playing the armies, I'm like, hang on a sec. <laughs> This army's actually got legs. It's got a good chance of um, doing really well. It wasn't the best list I'd ever written either. It was mainly just filled up with stuff that I had painted already. Um, so after the end of CanCon going 5-1, I'm like, oh, hang on a sec. This this army actually has got legs. Like, And it made me really put the time and effort into the army. And ever since, I've, like, I've really put so much time into the army this year. Um and, and really, the army has so many tools. Like it's got one of the biggest toolboxes there is. Like right. it, it can d- deal with so much shit. Well, well, we. This is where we move towards like the toolbox and decision making side of things. Like, I think that's one of the, the greatest strengths in, uh, of Night Hunt is one hundred percent. Like, I want to be a toolbox army in this current meta because it's yeah. such a wide meta, right? Like, it, it, it's such a wide oh, meta. Yeah. And, and you're bringing one of the, like, one of these awesome advantages because you look at, the, like, the current battle plans of, like, heroes give you bonus points. Monsters, okay, that's a punt. But battle line give you bonus points. And you have some of the strongest battle line options as Night Hunt in the game yeah. right now. Like, some of the just... And even our monsters. Like, we've got the Black Coach and Mongol. They're both um, behemoth monsters. Oh, and you, you actually play with Mongol yourself, right? Like I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mongol on nearly every list. And even um, Black Coach, I was... Because I've got my... my I've, Spent thirty something hours painting my black coat. It looks amazing. Um, oh, such a I great model. What S tier model? S tier <laughs> model at come at me like one of the best models in this game. You can yeah, be mad um, about the overhang on the base, but you're wrong. Go on. And and the good thing about its base size is uh, focal points is it can touch two objectives at once, giving it bonus, giving you two bonus points for having a monster on both objectives. Um, so yeah, take that into account when writing lists and whatever tournament you've got coming up, if it's got focal points, definitely look at that. Um, but yeah, look, honestly, our, our, our monster behemoth are, are really good. Um, Mongol is so underrated. It's one of the best units in the game. Well, talk to me about, it. talk to me about Mongol. I'm going to have you riff for a while. <laughs> you have to go solo on Rantcast. You got this? <laughs> So Mongol, Mongol, um, obviously it's a Forge World model, uh, so you don't, it, it's not easy to come by anymore. Um, but for 270 points, you're getting bonus points on the, the monster missions. Um, but it, it, he's a really good, he's a really good candidate for that Underworlds to pop up in your opponent's back lines or whatever. Um, charge him in. He's got eight attacks, um, threes and threes, sixes to hit a two mortal wounds and He's neg one, ran two damage. The biggest thing about him is you get him stuck in combat with something. Because of he's such a small base for, for a monster, he's not getting a lot of... Your opponent's not getting a lot of attacks back into him. They're all neg one to hit in a six-inch bubble around him. And he, if he's killed a model at combat phase, uh, he's healing D3 at the end of every combat phase. So... He's a 10-wound model, which isn't a lot, but he's a 4-up unrendable um, healing D3 every combat phase if you're killing models. So he, he's actually, for 270 points, he becomes very good because he's so hard to kill. Um, and, and in a lot of my games, he survives well past turn three um, if played right. He he just, yeah. And, and then if, he's, if you send in, say, Kevin... Um, with him from the Underworlds, it just makes Kevin survive that 
bit longer too, given Kevin, uh, um, he'll be neg one to hit as well if he's near the, the Mongol. Um, but yeah, I, look, Mongol's something I always take in most of my lists uh, lately. It, it, I always, the current, that Shrieker host I've got currently is I sort of tossing up between the Mongol or do I take the black coach and get an extra CP? Um, the black coach is also amazing as well. But yeah, Mongol, Mongol for me is is really good. And, and he's back. We're just talking about how good I am. And you should, you should, have you thought about making content on the internet? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've got a YouTube channel if anyone wants to check it out. Um, Borderline Gaming. I've got heaps of tactics. I've been doing a tactics series on Nighthaunt. And I've got, um, I've been doing, there's quite a lot of battle report, Nighthaunt battle reports if anyone's interested. Um, that's Borderline Gaming. Um, yeah. But anyway. Yes, um, so and, and talk about Mongol. Done. No, yeah. no, way to go! Like, see, I ran out of beer. This, this got a lot more interesting. Oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> this has been man. All right, the merry month of death uh, continues on. Um, while you're on, uh, sort of gems of the army. What are your thoughts on spirit hosts? Oh man, yeah, they're in every list. They're really good. <laughs> Sorry. Um... You're right. No, uh, so, um, no, spirit, spirit hosts. Like, uh, I feel like there's uh, there are two night hunt players, and even this goes back to even like uh, LON and like pre LON tome death players. Is like there are people who are like pro spirit host and anti spirit host. Um, yeah. like so even in my legions and a gash list, I had spirit hosts. Yeah, they're good. Um, so uh, in my in nearly every night haunt list I write, I've got a unit of nine spirit hosts. I think nine's where it's at. Um. Six like a full be, a full nine block. It's got to be a full nine block. Yep, it's got to be a unit of nine. Um, and if you combine them with uh, ruler of the spirit host or even a black coach, you're bringing back D three slain models. Um, so anything that can bring back three spirit hosts, which is that's nine unrendable models, unrendable wounds, is really bloody good. Um, so there's not a lot of units in the game that can charge into a unit of nine spirit hosts and wipe them in one combat. Um, and then if you're getting a triumph to reroll saves or if you've got Shade Mist is a good one to cast on them so they neg one to be wounded, um, get a Mystic Shield on them to reroll once to save. A, a unit of nine spirit hosts is effing hard to kill. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really good anvil unit and... In saying that, if you've got it backed up by a Spirit Torment, um, they actually pump out a lot of mortal wounds. So on average, a unit of nine without a Spirit Torment is nine mortal wounds. Um, add that Spirit Torment in, you're doing on average maybe 11, 12 mortal wounds or whatever it works out, 10, 11 mortal wounds. That's just on averages um, they- without without their hitting and wounds. If you if you add a, a Lady Olander in there to cast a spell on something that then they're hitting on fours. There's six attacks each. So, I, I, I so G Dud, uh, I'm going to answer your question. How can you be anti spirit hosts? Um, I think the the big thing is that they, uh, people don't use them the correct way. Um, I, they're really strong, as you've been pointing out, like super strong, like anvils, and sometimes like uh, I call them a grenade. Like, sometimes there are grenades you just throw over on that thing, and, like, you don't intend to, like, 
win outright. You're just like, no, I want the boom, like the, like a sort of like a like a a, tar, a mobile tar pit. You just throw in that tar pit over there and saying like, you're gonna get stuck there. And if the dice are on my side, like you're dead. Otherwise, yeah. like I know what I've done. And I I, okay. I I I think that that the people who are are the reason I brought it up to tonight is I think people spirit hosts are good. I just think they're 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 used wrong. People think that they're an they're a, a hammer or something or like uh, a like a low cost delivery system for I, mortal wounds. Yeah, can, can and I think people take them in units of three, and I think units of three can be pretty useless. Like they're not gonna a unit of three is not gonna be pumping out any wounds. They're not really gonna tank a lot of wounds and. For that same points cost, you may as well just take a unit of 10 chain rust, like, for 40 points cheap, if you know what I mean. Um, but, yeah, like, a, a unit of nine spirit hosts, I always run them with... I'll have Lady Olander behind them. So, um, normally you've been hit by a charge. Then in your hero phase, Lady Olander just opens up a can of wolf ass in the hero phase and just, like, mortal wounds, everything off that's in front of her. Um, but then you've got... And if, if you set up... Um, so if you've got a couple of big heroes, say Kurdos, even a Spirit Torment, Mongol or Lady Islander, they've all got two-inch reach. Um, so you can sit them behind your Spirit Hosts in base contact. When those Spirit Hosts get hit by a charge, those heroes behind are swinging back as well. Yeah, they so get pulled saying, in. Yeah, so that's what I was saying, alluding to earlier in the, the po podcast about how if your opponent alpha strikes you, you can normally hit back really hard in your combat in that combat phase in their combat phase and then you're pushing up the board in your turn so uh, look nine spirit host is like my go-to it, it's it's in every night haunt list i write um i don't leave home without it because you need that you need that strong anvil unit in night haunt you need to be able to absorb that big charge where your opponent's not going to charge in and kill all your heroes and wipe your units in one turn. The, the spirit hosts just don't get wiped. Well, like, they it, just don't die. And they got the the bigger weird the weird base. Yeah, like a oh, no, it's a fifty mil a round base. Yeah, the that's the circle. Big yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's big it, base. Yeah, yeah. It's the big circle base. So you just like spread them out a little bit, and you're like wow. Yeah, yeah. So you've like, got you've got a big line. Like it, the line can be. I think it's about. Well, I think it must be about 18 inches long or something. Like, it's it's huge line. You put your Spirit Torment in the middle of that line at the back, and he's providing the, the death save to Holly within 12 either end, and he's obvious, and he's providing the reroll ones to hit as well, like, either end, like, with a 12-inch bubble. So, yeah, look, 9-inch... Look, Spirit Host, I don't leave home without. Um, you've, got to, you've got to build your list with... I don't think units are three... Um, uh, a, a great like as a, a, I just don't think three is where it's at. I think there's better options if you want to take a unit of three. If for 120 points, I think you're better off because there are only nine wounds. I think you're better off taking a unit of ten chain rats for 80 points, 40 points cheaper. You're an extra wound. Yes, it's only a five up save, but you, you've got more bodies. It's ten bodies on an objective, whereas spirit host for the same points, you're only getting three bodies. So. I think, yeah, I think units of three spirit hosts probably are not where it's at. Um, I think you're needing the... And the six, more. you don't go far enough. Like, and that, no. that, yeah. Six, you just don't go far enough. Uh, yeah. Nine nine is, they the opponent needs to commit something serious to it, and if they've committed something serious to it, you should theoretically be winning elsewhere on the table. And I think that's really what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, like they, they had to commit their, like, 20 or 30 block to think to 
kill or threaten or outscore because with their their base size they should be holding that objective just being pushed forward regening with the spirit torment so like it's it's hard to get in and threaten an objective you're using them as as a traditional like anvil or anchor point for your army um yeah yeah perfect yeah, no so yeah spirit hosts that's where it's at <laughs> Right, right. And they're they're a battle line. They're a battle line unit too, as we were talking earlier. Um, extra points on objectives, whatever. But it's taking up a battle line spot. You know, well, I I think this is the real strength of because that's not a tax to do that. This is the no. real strength of of night hunt for me. Is yeah. they have such a high quality of battle line. If you you see the potential in the army, and I think that the GHB helped them. Uh, we were talking about, I believe, it was offline. Um, could have been. Yep. Could have been the cold open. Um, I think Night Hunt's great in the meta right now. You, you obviously think they're yeah. great in the meta right now. I um, think they are, yeah. What what in the meta has helped them beyond like obviously like we have the S tier like these are the nightmares. What what right yeah, now no, makes go ahead. I I think what makes it's and it's something they've always had, but I think it's um, the fact they ignore rend and and all these the the current armies being released. Nearly every new army now has rend, and they have. A lot of rend, um, and and they're pointed accordingly. So, um, so you're getting these elite, elite style armies being released like LRL, etc., um, that have rend, and their points cost go, yeah, they're accordingly pointed for that rend. So, you're already one step ahead um, by ignoring that rend, um, and and, the, and then you've got even these newer like older armies that are coming back like your um your blight kings and that blight system and having that that rend in blight system so it's just the it's a waste of points well, for them because, I, yeah. I mean that's an interesting so, that's an interesting uh, I'm, I'm i'm actually kind of happy you brought up uh, blight kings coming back because they're looking at like a huge wound density like yeah. they, they have a, a like a huge wound density wherever they are on the table decent saves and, and an after save that doesn't stack anymore um like, one of the big criticisms of Nighthawk is that they don't do enough damage. Like, we're starting to see some of, like, um, uh, like LRL, I think you actually pair really, really well against because they're a low uh, wound count army when it gets right down to everything they're trying to do. Yeah. I, I actually and think Night bravery, too. I think Nighthawk actually, like, kicks the crap out of LRL if you get to that, like, yeah. that appropriate, like, skill floor. By the way, you heard it here. L uh, LRR countered by Night Hunt. Um, yeah, Seraphon. I've played. I've played LRR with Night Hunt. I've beat them in two turns. Like it, <laughs> they, they smash. They they do smash because of the low bravery, like, and the low saves, and they don't have unless you've got your techless spell off with the ignoring mortals. Um, mortals just smash through LRL as well, like, um, and rend. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, it, and I think that one of the other things too with um, makes Nighthawk good in the current meta is we're not seeing armies um, that have a million attacks. Like when when um, not, uh, witch not, elves, right? When witch yeah, elves yeah, so, was like the height of power. Yeah, yeah, height of power. You had a lot of legions and a gash with heaps of skeletons with heaps of attacks. So what that's one of um, Nighthawk's downfalls is it, a volume of attack. Yeah, the yeah, volume bulk, of attack. just the duck duck uh, buckets of dice on them, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think we've we've moved away, shifted away from that in the current meta. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's another thing that's actually put us back. The, like, where I, I honestly think we're up 
in the tiers higher than people think. Another reason I love OBR is because I get to play my 100 skeleton army with 60 skeletons instead, thankfully. <laughs> like, I'm just... <laughs> like, I'm really yeah. just playing my old, like, LON army, but with fewer models, and I'm like... Yeah. Like, I, I like this trend. I like the lower buckets of dice trend. Skaven gotta be a problem for any, uh, Nighthawk. We might come back to that a little bit. But what makes them good in the meta is, like, we're seeing that, like, volume of... The volumetric meta kind of down a little bit. We're seeing a little bit... We've yeah. gotten a little bit more elite, I think. We've gotten a little bit more yeah, elite. Yeah. And and that's and that plays into Nighthorn's hands. Elite, um, with so even like a, I've been playing against Sons of Payment a bit lately and um like they rend, it's just they got rend Absurd. three attacks. Yeah. Like and it's just it's like, Oh, what's that? I'm still a four up safe. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, two and three <laughs> two and three for free, they get their mortals off the charge. Like that's yeah. the army. Yeah. 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 So um no, look, I think the ignoring Rand is huge now. Um, when the book was released, it wasn't huge because there was no, a lot of... No one was playing with Rand. By the way, as you know... Stormcast at the time, Stormcast was their biggest mm. counter and they had no Rand. Like, they were just, you know, it was... Do you know how you know that's true? Is because for one entire calendar year, I was telling people uh, Rend and Mortal Wounds are good and then they still weren't bringing them for a long time. And then I yeah. played Ossiarch Bone Reapers, and they were Petrifex Elite. And I, I told you, I'm like, didn't you hear me the whole last year? I told you Rend and Mortal Wounds are good. But apparently no yeah. one heard me say that. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's sort of what my... Uh, so my um, my Nighthaunt list for CanCon was kind of built to counter OBR. So I knew there would have been a lot of OBR there. And um, Guilty. So yeah, I had... Well. Yeah, so I had a lot of um, Neg... So, like, I had Kurdos for Neg 2 Rand. I had Olander's Neg 2 Rand. I had Spirit Torment's Neg 2 Rand. Um, Black Coach's Neg 1 for a lot. But I had also had a lot of Mortal Wound output as well. So I had the Spirit Host and everything else. So I knew OBR after playing, and I knew their biggest weakness is Rand and um, Mortal Wounds. So um, the fact that I had a lot of that in my army... Like, I played a Petrifex Nagash list in the last game... Um, with my night haunt, and I end up winning that game. Um, it's very close, actually. It was a really close game in the end. But did, uh, one, one, one question, real, not to interrupt your thought. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you play a real game of Age of Sigmar against them? Were you making moves and counter moves, and you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. um, yeah, because he had Nagash. Nagash can only be in one place at a time. I think it was see points. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, next I, next week is the OBR episode, so I'm just like teasing that. <laughs> uh, so who you had on earlier, Michael Thompson? Um, me and Michael Thompson are really good mates, but when it comes to list building, we are so polar opposite. We've always been we've been legions in the gash. He's always been in the gash player, and I've always been a player that hates spending that much. See, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm I'm, like that's too many points on one model, dude. He's this like, is not nah, not nah. like, and he does it well, but like. We didn't hammer that point home nearly enough. We didn't hammer that point yeah. home, home nearly enough when he was on. This is, this is my failing as a host. Because one of the things I really wanted to bring up is that the difference between like building building sort of like tall or wide. Yeah. Uh, a Nagash list is a tall list, an Archeon list. Uh, Archeon right now, you heard it here first. Archeon in Slaves to Darkness is better than you think it is. Um, but you have to absorb the fact that you're going with a tall versus a wide strategy so you have to maximize that sort of like penetration that punching force of the tall model like you you're yeah. the tall 
cost of the this is the the death star thing like the, this is i mean fire slayers are technically a, a a tall rather than wide army but they just behoove you to maximize that sort of penetrating that punching force someplace um yeah. too many people play nagash super conservative that is a mistake yeah. and, and nighthorn is a good counter because of our underworlds our our movement shenanigans um like even with our general, we can the spectral summons. We can take a unit from anywhere on the board, bring it to your general. Um, so talking about uh, Archeon in my first game at CanCon, it was against an Archeon list. Uh, it was Archeon Corn, and um, I knew I could not kill Archeon in my with the list I had. I knew I could not kill him. So the way I set up my army was I put Lady Olander and Kurdos over as far to my right hand corner as I could in setup. And the, the other arm, rest of my army that I put on the board was over to the far left as far as I could. Everything else was in the Underworlds. And I knew that the Archeon player would have to commit to one side or the other. And he did. He committed to the Olandus Kurdos side um, and moved over and charged. But then it meant that Archeon was out of the game for two turns. And while the rest of my army pushed up the board, I ended up wiping his whole army. By the end of it, Archeon wasn't wounded. Um, and he was back... He was back into combat by the end of the game, but I'd won, like, I think it was, like, 28 points to, like, three, like, well, as far as points went, um, because I just played the game, whereas he, I, I baited him in. I knew what I was doing. I baited him um, into doing what he ended up doing, well, um, and that that's what you got to do with Nighthaunt. You really, you you just got to get, you got to play to your opponent's army. Well, this is a good teaching moment for facing the the tall list versus the wide list. Yeah. Is like knowing that like you're either an army that can deal with this, the the Archeon, the the Nagash, the Teclas. Now I think is the the Teclas and the Croak are all in that same category because that's that's the tall list. Now Croak is doing some extra stuff that he he really should just be like a hundred points more expensive. But but I, I digress on that. Like the Teclas, the the Croak, the Nagash, the Archeon, they're kind of doing like this that thing. Right, that 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 tall sort of straightforward punching strategy. You just need to ac accept whether your your army can either deal with them and kill them, or they can't. And if they can't, ignore them. Do everything else on the table. Yeah. And like yeah. you have to understand that with these armies that have these like massive like sort of like Death Stars or or huge point sinks or whatever it is, you just go either deal with that or I can't. And if I can't, deal with everything else. Like. Yeah. That's how you play the game of Age of Sigmar. And I, I, I this comes back to caginess of Nighthaunt. Nighthaunt has to play the game of Age of Sigmar. They have to play the table and they have to play their opponent. It's not just yeah. like, I have this thing, that's my win stroke, and I just play that every time and then I win. They don't get that luxury. They must play the game right. of Age of Sigmar. And I, that's, I think that's what makes them a beautiful army. This is why I, I'm, I'm super happy that, that we're kind of... Uh, my super Homer episode at the end of the month is coming next... <laughs> Next week with OBR, yeah. but it's appropriate that that we've built up to talking about Night Hunt tonight because yeah. this is a great army that has so many tools to play the game of Age of Sigmar right now. And the GHB just came out and said we're going to incentivize you to play the game of Age of Sigmar a little bit better. Um, you have the high probably in terms of an army battle line, an army just looking at your battle line like diversity. You have some yeah. of the, the greatest diversity of battle line that has ever existed in Age of Sigmar. And yep. they all rock. And you just got better because of our battle plans. Yeah, Grimgast Reapers, Spirit Hosts, even um, 
Even the, uh, what are they, Hex Race. I'm not a huge fan of Hex Race, but um, that's another. This is where we <laughs> diverge in... in, in <laughs> the, uh, I, I I got it. I figured it out while we were talking about Spirit House. Um, why I like uh, hex raids, and um, I am not a not uh, like I said. There's there's people who are either pro Spirit House or anti Spirit House. Uh, I am not anti Spirit House. But while you were talking about Spirit House, I realized why I liked hex raids because I do that with what you talk about doing with uh, Spirit House. I do with hex raids on someone else's objective. And that's, yeah. for me, that was the difference. Is like, I just like, instead I just throw this over there and like, you're going to have to deal with that over there or you won't. And if you don't, then, yeah. you know, and, and that's, and so I just kind of like saw how we have like slightly different play styles. And this is where yeah. you're talking about your friend, um, uh, Mr. Thompson. And I'm like, I, like, I see how our Venn diagram fits together of like, <laughs> of like three circles and where like the overlap is. So that was, that was really fun for me. Um, yeah, I, look, I just find, um, with hex race, I just I find that they they don't really have a damage output that they should have. Like I, I always compare them with black knights, for example. Like why don't, my favorite why, unit. Why don't why don't hex race have a charge bonus? Why don't they get plus one to wound a hit or Beep. plus one damage? Like it's just it's, it's just because they do the mortals. But they're yeah, but that's a sh- that's a shit ability, really. It like, is. Five, five models with a five-up mortals thing that you might not even be able to actually go over that unit when you charge it. Like, you might well, not you be go, able but, to move. You, you, you can you, touch it and come back. Bit, yeah. But a unit of five, um, we'll say ten because it's easier. On a five-up, one-third of those are going to be mortals. So you might get three mortal wounds from it um, at best. Um, and that's for a, what, 280-point unit. Um and then in combat, they've only got two attacks each, which is 20 attacks there. <clears throat> so you might get another three mortal wounds on a six. Um, so, yeah, you're getting... The, the mortal wounds are getting slowly up there, but I just find for their points and that, I, I just, I don't know, I just can't bring... I think I've got better options in the army to do kind of what they do, but better or as an, differently. As an LON player, I, I, I would disagree. As a Nighthawk player, I completely agree. Um, yeah. In L- LON, like what they're, but in Nighthawk, you just have such a breadth of options that you're just like, yeah. I can and like we've got we've got really good movement with a lot of stuff. Like you add the pendant of Felwyn, plus it, plus, plus the coming stuff. from the Underworlds, plus the yeah, whole the, the fact that you come exactly. Underworlds thing, yeah. Um, but you you add the pendant of Felwind in, and a lot of our stuff, like a lot of our um. Our units are eight-inch move, like the Harridans and the and your Grimgast Reavers are eight-inch move. So you add the three-inch; they're eleven-inch move. Like that's that's a cavalry unit anyway. Eleven-inch move unit of Harridans or Grimgast Reavers. So I kind of find the the twelve-inch move of the Hex Race can be a bit moot with what we've got. Um, yeah, it, look, it, it it comes down to taste, and I don't, I don't tell people not like no I'm gonna, no in, in no. my in my tactics. I'll be talking about how Hex Race. <laughs> can be good and they can be used well like dolores guard is really good if you want to keep a hero alive um but look I, just from my personal point of view i want to take i'd want to take a cavalry unit for something that can charge up the board hit hard murder it and wipe a unit yep like 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 black knights like you and i i love black knights they're like uh, one of my favorite units. <laughs> 
I took Cavalos, Cavalos Death Riders are just like the next tier, and I'm like, I just wanted better Black Knights. You're right. Like, go on. Go on. You took Black Knights to your first tournament. You took Black Knights to your first. Four attacks each, and they're piling in twice, and it's just they they obliterate stuff. Like, it's 60, it's 60 damage, like, they can do. 15 Black Knights can do 60 damage. Um, I, I don't know. 60. Yeah. What are they? Are they 15, uh, 30. Yeah, 60 attacks, sorry. Um, hitting on threes, wounding on threes. If you've got... Uh, off the charge, because like, off the charge, you get the plus one to, to wound, right? Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. So, and if you're running... Um, I, I like to run Manfred with that army now too and he's re-roll ones to hit and wound so they're threes re-roll ones threes re-roll ones no rend which hurts i, I was running nagash then <laughs> so he, re-rolls, he re-roll ones once yeah. to save and wound so it's like we calls it even yeah um so yeah it's that a unit of 15 black knights on the charge will obliterate, oh, obliterate. yes yeah. Oh, even, yeah. Even something with a four-up save, they save half the attacks. So, that, but they're two damage each. So it's even if they're saving half, they're still taking like forty wounds. Oh. Like it, it, it's just so good. Yeah, you you <laughs> might have and then Van Hells, and then they're just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go again. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, um, I, I I don't want to cut you off here, but like yeah, the, no, the, right. the single unit that I got the most surprised look on anybody's face. Ever in three years of Age of Sigmar now, maybe going on four, going on four, was was throwing a black knight, a unit of ten or uh, ten units, of, uh, ten black knights into the thing with a Van Hells that I yeah. cast before they even move. You know, like I'm gonna yeah. Van Hells the black knights, and they're like, I thought you were gonna Van Hells like the Grimgast Reapers or the or the forty skeletons or the eight, yeah the forty skeletons, and they're like, no, 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 those black knights over there. Like, right on someone's flank. Yeah. And the, just yeah. to watch people's faces go from, like, I can deal with 10. <laughs> you know, like, the amount of times where I watch the surprise look when Black Knights come in for that 2 damage. And even on the, like you said, yeah. like, even when they're on the 4-up save, they're like, they don't have Ren, no matter what. I'm like, ah, but the ones that get through, take yeah. off that extra model yeah. or whatever. Uh, and then the best thing is, too, they're like, when they set up their army, like, I'm going to set up. Because they see you got cavalry, I'll oh, set up three inches behind my front line. You're like, oh yeah. So you charge in, you wipe that front unit, and then you pile in three inches and you hit that back unit anyway. And then you you do that much damage that they can't kill that unit. And then in their whole turn, they got to deal with 10, 15 black knights. <laughs> and they kill them, and you just spend a point, and they're back. Like, <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love that we're talking about black knights in the, in the night <laughs> hunt stream. Because this has been the common thread throughout the entire week uh, or the entire month of death is how much I love Black Knights. Um, so my reaction to Flesh Eater Quartz getting really good wasn't to play Flesh Eater Quartz. It was to play 20 Black Knight unit instead of a 15 <laughs> in Death March. And just throw 20 Black Knights at a dragon and go, this thing is dancing and it has the plus one attack and it has a plus two attack. You're either going to kill them all right now. Or I'm going to activate and obliterate your terror geist. <laughs> like yeah. that was how I played them, and like the number of terror geists I saw, where I'm just like, there's 20 black knights, and they're like, okay, I did, I did uh, 20 mortal wounds basically. I'm like, okay, uh, all right, um, uh, like seven black knights get through, uh, take 30 damage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
so that that that's kind of what lets me down with hex race. I'm like, why don't they get a bonus to charge? Why don't they? Every cavalry in the in the game has a bonus to charge. Normally, it's an extra damage. So if you made hex race two damage on the charge, I would take them every day of the week. I think they'd be perfect. But the fact that they're just one damage, they hit on fours, so only half the attacks even hit. Yeah. Um, and then they're wounding on threes. I just just they let me down so much. I I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I can't take them. Um, but yeah, there, there's people that take them, and yeah, look, all to you. Do it. Have fun with them. They, they're they're a cool looking unit. I, I, what you want. They look metal as hell because scythes are sweet, and then they have the yeah, size of the they lanterns. Just break off. They're a pain. Mine all broke off. <laughs> You might have brought me back around to being anti-Hex Wraith, because I was like pro-Hex Wraith coming into the stream tonight. Um, <laughs> because I like the uh, the the uh, uh, Death Riders Battalion. I, I actually do, but I like it in Grand Alliance Death. Yeah. And I don't know that I like it so much in Night Haunt, because it doesn't build to what Night Haunt's trying to do, and I think that's ultimately where I come down on that battalion, is because Night Haunt... If I tried to build a strategy around Death Knights, or sorry, a Hex Wraiths being my win condition, yeah, my army doesn't do anything else of, of value. Whereas if I'm I'm picking uh, like Shroud Guard or 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 something else, like I'm able to have a win condition across the table. Yeah. Um. The the win condition for for Death Riders is hoping that they go in and do enough damage with their tricks and their double activations, and then they kind of pin and win. But I don't, I just don't think that's something they do because once they get stuck nah. in with my with my Black Knights, okay, so like I don't obliterate you with my Black Knights. One one of two outcomes, invariable outcomes, yeah. right? With my yeah. Black Knights is they don't obliterate you, and then they're you're stuck in with them. Yeah, they just go fine. That that's fine. Yeah, waste the whole turn dealing with them. Or you obliterate them, and then I just, like, 1 CP, and this is from the LON perspective, I just, like, and I 1 CP and throw them right back at you. 18-inch threat yeah. a turn later. I've won entire Knife to the Heart games of just literally turtling up on my whole, whole, uh, my whole objective point with my entire army, and just, like, pew, 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 15 black knights, 15 black knights, 15 black knights, 15 black knights, and just one. And the good thing is, too, you, it gives you a chance to to walk your units of um, 40 skeletons up the board, like, and they're not getting an, a hassled at all because they got black knights to do it. Right, because they're setting the point of attack, and then you're able to follow up with that punch. Usually it's great, like a 20 of Graveguard yeah. is what I'm usually yeah, marching yeah. forward. Like... Because I love, I love. Uh, we didn't. We already. I don't know if we talked about it during the LO1 episode. Go back and watch the LO1 episode and, and hear me talk about how much I love Death March. Because then you're yeah, just like, good. I love it. Uh, Graveguard are like. It's the only battalion we're taking, to be honest, in Legion of the Gash. Like, no other battalion. Go watch that episode. But yeah, Death March is great. Um, yeah. No, so so like I, I I'm seeing as as we've been talking about this, I'm seeing the puzzle that is that are hex hex raids in. In Night Haunt, I think Hex yeah. Wraiths are an LON unit, not a Night Haunt unit. And I think that's the ultimate yeah. thing I've come down on here. Yeah, look, I, look, I, and I don't want to talk about it. Like, I know there's people that play them and play them well, and, and I think maybe maybe they're good in units of five just as objective grabbers and run around the board and stuff. But I don't see, and, and I think that's the trap people come into with Night Haunt is they try and build a list around... Um, they try and build a list like full of Grim Gas Reavers, full of Blade Guys that'll push up and wipe your opponent. It's not 
Night Haunt is not played that way. You can still wipe your opponent without having that sort of list. Like, you need redundancy in your list. You need to be able to have... Need redundancy. This is this is one that you've said this a couple times tonight. I want this to be a takeaway yeah. point from, from this episode. When you go home to build your Night Haunt list afterwards, you need redundancy. You need redundancy yeah. in your list. Continue. Like, if you lose... You don't want to have a unit of 30 Grimgast as your main attack and then it... Your opponent wipes that unit. You've got nothing. Like you're left, you're left with a lot of bunch of nothing. So I just, I think when you build a night hunt list, you want to have multiple, multiple points. Of this is the MSU down. army. This is the yeah. quintessential MSU army, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And look, I don't want to say go out and just have all units of ten chain rest. Don't do that. You, you still want to have, say, units of ten Haridans, units of, you can have units of ten. Um, uh, what are the, the oh, I was just talking about them the, the blade guys oh like tens, blade guys like, tens of those and 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 Harrens are good I think ten ten units of reapers are probably not where it's at I think you need at least twenty reapers in a yep. unit yep twenty um but, uh, that's where legions of gash really fucked up nighthorn is the fact that they had <laughs> Grimgast Reapers, and they made them 160 points now. They were good at 140. They're, 160, they're just too they're, much. Um, like, they were, they were 140 I, in Night Haunt was really good. 160 in Night Haunt's not so good. I, I, have, a, I have a take about this. Um, it was a mistake to opt their cost to begin with. Yeah. Even even in Legion of Nagash. Even in Legion of Nagash, where Necromancer went up 20 points, Nagash went up freaking 80 points. Like... It was a mistake at the time to but he, increase. He came down in points when they came out, which was the big issue. He was eight hundred points. He only went up when OBR came up. Like he no, was preempting. He was nearly nine hundred points. But he yeah. came out. He Originally came out. He was nine hundred. He came up preempting OBR. He came out the GH before <laughs> yeah, yeah. before OBR, and they left Night Haunt hanging in the wind. Because Grimgast Reapers don't deserve to be at the point cost they are right now. I think they're worth a revisit, by the way, as a unit of 10. I do think a unit of 10 of them does some like weird work because they are battle line and they uh, they have to chop them up, the, the, they get to reap and stuff. Uh, they're ethereal, they have the rend. I do think they have some... Um, I, think uh, they're, I honestly think they're a good candidate for um, having a multiple points cost. So... I think they could have maybe been 160 for legion of the gash and and one no need one no need do you know what i mean like if if they know i i get what you're saying i get what you're saying but like what 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 does legion of the gash how op is legion of the gash right now if they are at the night haunt lower uh, point cost is is legion of gosh just suddenly gonna tear yeah okay okay i I mean yeah when when they did the first points change like it really like for Nighthorn, it really it just put them out. Like, well, that, like why? No, you're it? right. Like you're it, right. Yeah, you're right. Like they just they just shit on yeah. Nighthaunt. It just shit on Nighthaunt. Yeah. And and Legion of the Gosh was about to get its its crap pushed in by the entire meta and the whole GHB change. <laughs> yeah. So it's exactly. like like it was it was the wrong decision at the time. Uh, right now, I think they have some value in Nighthaunt uh, because the battle line thing and 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 how the GHB yeah. has oh, gone. Look, they're still good. They're still good. They're still good, but like you can just revert their points costs, and you do not ruin the meta of Age of Sigmar. Um, they they should be the old point costs, and then Nighthaunt um, just looks a lot better as an army. 
Uh, there's yeah. GW. Oh, yeah. I know you. I know you watch this, uh, Mr. Ben Johnson or or whomever. Uh, so take note. Uh, Grim Gas Reapers did nothing wrong. Uh, maybe it was Nagash, my boy. But you've also punished him on OBR as well. So, like, yeah. that's just a just just bring uh, Grim Gas Reaper points back down. Continue, man. Talking about um, hex trace again. That that was the big the big thing that I really hated that they changed about them that really put me off them was the getting rid of their reap like corn ability um the getting re-rolls to hit against five or more models i think they should have kept that that would have made them like then they still could have had been a good cavalry unit like they could have dealt with with those units those the screens or whatever um because a four up to hit is really bad I think they should have either kept reap like corn, so they re-roll hit rolls, or made them a three up to hit. I think that's what. No, what I think I, I I think you keep it at you keep it at the four, but you give them reap like corn to keep yeah. the consistency with the scythes. And yes. then yeah, and, exactly. and and then they have the they, it's consistency with the scythes because this is a when you have a scythe you reap like corn like that's yep. that is how that's it goes it. keep it consistent across the entire game. The fact that they don't have it is inconsistent and a like is offensive yeah. to me um well the khan race they got it the black coach has it with the khan race on the black coach um, though he doesn't have the hero keyword um <laughs> actually like that's a good point um people complain about that um i've got a good counterpoint to that is okay okay go on it, yeah it doesn't take up a hero slot and we so established yeah, at the beginning that we want six heroes in this army. Exactly. So if you want your black coach and then you're losing a hero spot to have it, mm. I don't know. Unless unless you make it something like Gotrek, where he's a hero but he's not, um, where he doesn't take up a do, do, uh, hero I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this by you, and I want to know if you salivate over this or not. I've always thought the black coach should be a terrain piece that could fight you. And like, let me let me unpack this, okay? Because um, this yeah. is at the for- forefront of like us suddenly starting to get terrain pieces and stuff like that. I thought that the black coat should be this thing that like haunts around the battlefield, and so like you kind of pick a terrain piece, and then the black coach, and then you like set it up, you know, within X inches of it, right? Whatever it makes it work on its base size or whatever, and then it haunts out from the terrain piece, and that was how it like it the whole thing worked. And so it's just, like, it can't be attacked. And, like, you can, you can like, look at its damage profile that scales up and stuff and just, like, pick a good median of it. But it should just be, like, yeah. you, you haunt a terrain piece and then you have you set up the black coach within blah of it on turn one in the hero phase. Not even during the terrain deployment stuff. You should just be, like, okay, and then, you know, you know during the hero phase of the Nighthaunt player within a saw of a hero, of a terrain piece they set I bet, up. I bet, like, the bone-type nexus. Like how it does an ability. Yeah. Like yes. It. Yes. Yes. Where you just like, and then like with a, your hero phase, you you haunt a terrain piece with a black with a black coach, and like it actually yeah. has a terac- an attack profile and everything, because like you're being haunted by this crazy ass Ichabod Crane from like Sleepy Hollow, just rolling through and smashing your army and stuff. Like I thought that would just be yeah. the coolest shit ever. It's just like their terrain piece is this like mobile haunting. I'm just like I want that so hard. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, you could make a pick a terrain piece, and any unit that moves over it gets grabbed by ghosts, so it's half movement. And then any ro- you roll a dice for each model in that unit on a six, it takes a mortal wound. Or oh something. no! Like 
totally go through the attack profile too. <laughs> like it literally, the terrain piece <laughs> charges you with shit. Like yeah. Like I like I like I go that like I love crazy rules. Like I, I don't want the bend the knee of of Cetra and all that stuff back from the previous game, but I love like I actually really really like Dark Prophecy on 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 Archeon. Well, like you put the dice and you and like I yeah. like shit like I like shit like that. Um, I think Nighthaunt could have had the because Nighthaunt is already in my mind kind of the destruction army of our faction because they're a little wacky and they're a little random. Like they little bit of horde and the like how they they feel like they fit together they feel like a little bit more destruction than like pure death and death is it's like kind of weird that they um they never came out with a a piece because legions and Gash were out before and they had their graveyards and then you not a terrain piece they're a point in space and you had oh well yeah but you know what I mean like it was it, technically if... it's like a terrain piece but. Then you've got your Idnef Kim that were out beforehand. They had their terrain piece. Um, and then you've got all these other terrain pieces. It was kind of weird that this book came out and didn't have it. I, I suppose Stormcast came out sort of at the Yeah, same but time they're like, yeah. Without it. But, but yeah, it was kind of weird that they didn't come out with it. Um, I, I would have loved to have the Black Coach. And you actually put the Black Coach on the table. Because this whole thing is like, because look at how sweet this is. And then you're like... And so you just put it with it within three inches of a terrain piece on the table. That is your terrain piece, and it can overlap yeah. and everything. And you're just like, boom! Here's your terrain piece, and then you literally go out from that terrain piece and haunt people turn to turn and stuff. <laughs> I just, I just thought that'd be awesome. I'm like, ah, I, that felt like a missed opportunity because like you're, ah. And so that's where I, but this is just a me thing. Like I'm wrong. Yeah. We will never get this. <laughs> but like this is my like, wild it, it, speculation. <laughs> It is a cool, uh, it's a cool model, but like it does a lot of cool stuff. Like it does, it, it has some good abilities and it actually is a good, you know, to a piece it, in the game. It's, it's points are probably right about now, you know, yeah. like it, 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 I, I like love an aggressive cost to go down another 10 points, but like it's, it does some work. Um, so I'm going to have you riff about well, black coach. <laughs> Well, and, I don't know. It, it's just it, it, it's a bit swingy, but like you've got to get the levels up on it. Um, but it, it's a model you want to keep. You want to keep it back for the first turn or two. Like you don't want to be pushing it up the board turn one because it just a, a it se- can die. A, a like segue it, out of Black Coach though is is Nighthaunt do feel a bit pillow fisted. How do you compensate for how how pillow fisted they do feel? And I think you talk about MSU a little bit. So Black Coach. Um, Black Coach and the Pillow Fisted. There's your segue. I gotta use the restroom again. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I don't really agree with the Pillow Fisted argument. Um, I think we we do a lot of chip damage with most of our stuff, but a lot of our stuff we have mortal wounds. We have good rend. Um, our heroes do D3 damage with rend. Um, but it just depends. Like, I think if you're taking lots of hex race, yes, they can be pillow fisted. I think chain rats are pillow fisted, but you're not using chain rats as a, an attacking unit. So you don't want to be having to rely on them to put out damage. Um, your Mongol and stuff is definitely not pillow fisted. Spirit hosts can pump out mortal wounds. Um, I don't know. I don't agree with the, the fact that people think they're pillow fisted. I think if you play the army right, you keep your buffs in range. Um, they could do a lot of work, and then even and then pushing forward, going to 
um, battle shock phase, the fact that we are neg one bravery to your opponent, um, the fact that Lady Olander makes, if you fail that battle shock test, she makes another model run if you're within 12 of her in the battle shock phase. Um, and then Shrieker Host actually making opponents take battle shock. I think it's, yeah, we might not do a lot of damage sometimes, but it's in the following phases like your your battle shock phases and then even the hero phase we can do a lot of mortal wounds with Hollander and um, spells or whatever it is and we have a little bit of shooting like Hollander's shooting is amazing it's a 10 inch bubble um, she can actually run and do it as well because it's an ability it's not a shooting attack so you can run her up the board and affect every unit within 10 inches of her can take d3 mortal wounds if you roll well so um, yeah, look, I, I don't agree that they're pillow fisted. I think there's a lot of a lot of output of wounds and mortal wounds available to the army. Um, I was just saying about um, even Lady Olander's shooting ability, like it's a ten inch bubble, she can run and shoot. Um, so it's it's affecting bravery in that bubble. So she can do throw out a lot of D three mortal wounds around an area. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't agree that they're pillow fisted. I think you got to. It's all about um, maximizing who you you you've got to put a lot of stuff into certain units, and and you're doing a lot of mortal wounds. Like the heroes have got good rend, good damage, um, and then battle shock phase. I was just explaining is is the place where you're doing a lot of your damage as well. Uh, so G Dad, wait, I thought Feck was the destruction army for death. No, they're the monster truck army for death. It's not the same thing. <laughs> they're different. Um, the um, no, I, I so you're making up the damage by essentially like maximizing your sort of coverage and your buffs, right? Like that's yeah, and yeah, yeah. and that that comes back to like this this whole notion at the the really like sort of onset of this this whole discussion is like you got to lean a little bit more msu with your army versus like going all in on big point centers and you know like a big 40 block of this or a 30 block of that like you gotta really because um, i think what look uh, one of the biggest points of this army is having that bit of msu means that you can be putting stuff around the board like you can make your opponent do stuff they don't want to do and that's what it's all about if you just take big units of stuff and plonk it down on the board your opponent goes well i just got to push up the board i've got to go up there and deal with that and i'll win the game whereas if you take smaller units drop them around the board on their flanks behind their army anywhere on the board it means that they have to go sideways they have to go backwards they have to go places they don't want to go, which means they're not scoring points. And it means your army survives longer. They can't just push their whole army and kill one, like kill your whole army in one go. Um, it's just not possible. And that that's probably the, I don't know, the best way to explain it is you want to be doing, making your opponent do stuff they don't want to do um, is probably the you, biggest You want to force the bad decision. You want to force the bad decision. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, like and pretty much make both decisions like make no matter what decision they make is a bad decision yes um perfect is is how i sort of explain it with no Nighthaunt. I... no 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 i think no you've nailed it i, I it's it, we haven't quantified this stuff in terms of like 
like strategies of Age of Sigmar. We know about hammers and anvils. Like we don't know about like tempo plays and like decision making, like sort of trees of like making your opponent like make decisions. And since we do play a dice game, every time yeah. you make an opponent make a decision, even mm -hmm. if it's the right decision, they have dice against them. They have yeah. to roll well at those decision trees. And if you have only bad decisions to make and you have dice that have to roll well, you're coming out ahead. Yeah. When you're playing a movement, like what's guaranteed in Age of Sigmar? Movement. That is the only guarantee of Age of Sigmar is where you move to. And Nighthaunt kind of guarantees its movement. That is its superpower in my opinion. Like it, it, I can be half my army. I've got 15 units and seven of them can be where I want them to be and then move. Right. Yeah. And the other eight, cause we round down, like are going to deploy and then move and charge and do stuff. Like that is the superpower of night hunt for me is guarantee. Yeah. They guarantee their flying ethereal movement someplace on the table. And then you force your opponent to make bad decisions and you have more tools than I think our current narrative of Age of Sigmar competition gives them credit for because they do have yeah. some damage there. They do have some mortal wounds. They have the minus bravery. They can deny your your precious, precious uh, inspiring presence. Like, they have a lot of stuff going on for them. Um, I also think uh, that in Australia, you have this, like, sort of advantage of being, like, the Galapagos meta where you do, like, you mentioned, like, you play against the same <laughs> armies and stuff as, like, a little bit of, like, a, a downside. Pulling some TTS, boom, yeah, cool, you get to play against the range of stuff that maybe your local metal isn't, isn't playing. But you also have people, like, playing, I, I think, in, in your case, like, you have someone playing an army on a deeper level more consistently because they, this is what you, this is this is how it is. This is this is the, the yeah. a lot of passion players playing their armies passionately in a sort of constricted, you know, zone. And um, yeah. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. I think that's why you can take freaking Night Hunt to five and one. And I think more people can play this army really well. I think so. I think that it's there to be able to, like, as I keep saying, they're, they're a toolbox army. I think they've got the tools to be able to finish well at tournaments. I, I don't see why they can't. And I just think the only reason we don't see them finishing well at tournaments is the fact that we've got new players coming to tournaments playing them. Like, they're not... And then look, there's a couple of good players. Like um, we had, we've had a couple of good Nighthawk players in Australia the last two years. Nick Hohen and uh, Ash McEwen. Both like Ash McEwen made Masters last year, and most of his games were with Nighthawk, um, and it qualified him for Masters. So he didn't take Nighthawk to Masters, but the army can be played well. Um, and the fact that we've dropped so many points now, like, do you want to talk about points? Yeah, no, yeah. then no, then no. This is literally the. Uh... Right here in my notes that you can't see. The then now and I have a triple highlighted. Right now I was actually under the, in the process of highlighting it. This is the way to segue for me. Thank you. Um, like like the the points drops this army have received has been huge. Like um, I've got the book in front of me. So when this is when they were released. Um, so you got stuff like uh, Kurdos, who was two hundred and twenty points when the book was released. I think he's now 180 or 170. So, um, I probably should look at that too. <laughs> but anyway, he's uh, he's dropped at least 40 points. You got Lady Onda, she's dropped no. 40 points. Uh, real quick about Kurdos, his attack profile is sick. 
Uh, really <laughs> he's got a really strong attack profile. Yeah. And bringing him sub 200 as a person who can go out and probably kill most other heroes in the game for yeah. his, uh, quite frankly, absurd ability. Yeah, he's five up. So yeah, it never goes off, but it's really good. <laughs> it's, I, you're you're fucking with a resource that should be sacrosanct in the game. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, some are, like these some armies these days. It's a shit ability, like against Grots or something that have fucking thirty command points. Who cares? Yeah, but, but like against, you don't play Grots in Armada. You only play Grots in no, Australia. No. <laughs> um, so I played against. Uh, we had a games day a month ago, and I played against the Legion of the Gash player. And um, he's only fairly new to the game, but I brought my Night Haunt and I brought Kurdos. And the first three turns of the game, I stole a command point off him, and it fucked his whole army. Like he had, he couldn't do anything. No, you can't, because you can't re-roll, and you're, you're, you you got to pocket the one to bring back a unit. You got to pocket yeah. the one for the endless legions. So he's not re-rolling once to making his whole army battle shock immune. Re-rolling once to hit, re-rolling once to save. Well, it, well, it, no, you... wasn't, it wasn't a Nagash. Okay, army. okay, it fair enough. Nagash, but it was, um, it was like he had a dragon and stuff, but it was. The fact, yeah, he couldn't bring back that unit. He couldn't spend his command ability to give extra attacks or whatever it was. And it was just, I'm like, oh, like I felt sorry for him in the end. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. This never happens. He never rolls a five up. This five up never goes off. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Kurdos for two for one eighty or whatever he is. I think he's just. Um, so I'm just gonna bring up. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna DM you later if you were wrong about this because you <laughs> you DM about I had a couple things wrong on the last couple. Um, yeah, he's 180, so he's gone. Perfect. He dropped 40. Um, Lady Hollander, she's only 200 now. She was 240, so there's another 40 points. So there's 80 points you're saving already. There's a unit of chain, 10 chain wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got stuff like the Black Coach. It was 280 points when it was released. It's now 220, so there's 60 points. It can go to another um, 20 GW. 20 more, yeah. and we're good. <laughs> um, uh, the the Dreadside Paradins, they were 90 points each. They're now 70 points for five. So they've for a unit of 10, you've, you've saved 40 points. Um, and that's why I really like Haridans now. They're actually really good for their cost. Like, so they were 180 for 10. Now they're only 140. Um, and I think 140 for 10 Haridans is really good. Three attacks each, fours to hit, threes to wound, neg one, and sixes to wound to two damage, I think is really good. And then they have that ability, which is sometimes good, sometimes shit, hardly ever goes off, but you roll against opponent's bravery if you equal it um, or beat it, that unit's to neg one to hit. And it's not just hitting against those Haridans, it's just neg one to hit. Um, yeah, so if, uh, something that we're not seeing enough of in Age of Sigmar right now is multiple charges, multi-charges. This is something that we're starting to see a little bit more of, I think, as we're sort of... I, I think the longer game is around, the the more informed you make your player base, which is something I aim to do, everybody. Um, it, it, the the more, like, that that high, you want that higher, like, skill floor that people start out at, that, like that base rung, that base stair they start out. Uh, Multi-charges multi is something we're not seeing enough at, where, like, people, like, charge two things into the thing, and then they, like, stack the way they attack. And um, this is something that is going to pay dividends in the multi-charge development of skill play. Um, but that, that, that sort of, like, disposable unit of just, you know, 60 points, or, uh, sorry, 80 points or whatever, or... What, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're just like, fine. I'll have one of them. I have to. I have to have one for my battalion anyway. 
Like, you throw yeah. them as a multi-charge with your already penalty to bravery and conceivably a second penalty to bravery from, like, another hero or something around. Like, like you start to see some, like, really cool, like, extra plays begin to develop with this army. Sorry, I just yeah. wanted to mention the multi-charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and even, like, uh, what's the... Like, Miamon Banshees, like, they used to be 80 points for four. Now they're only 70 points for four. Absurd. Um, yeah, like that... I thought they were worth an 80. It was just... Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I was taking a unit of 12 in a list a couple of times. Um, I find they, they're very swingy. Um, but... I've been in the Shrieker host. They're actually, I've been just taking two units of four and putting them in the Underworlds and dropping them down in my opponent's half of the board near their casters. They neg- they um, they get plus one to unbind, like with four of them. So a plus one unbind is really good. It adds adds to the armies, just the unbindability capabilities sort of thing. Right. Um, right. So yeah, look. It, it, so my my shrieker host list, for example, I've got two units of ten dread scythe harridans. So there's uh, twenty, forty, eighty points I've saved. Um, I've got my Kurdos, So there's another forty. There's one hundred and twenty lady Islanders, Another forty. There's one hundred and sixty points. And I've got um, the Mongol, who's two seventy. I think he was like three hundred points when this book came out. Or three ten somewhere around there, so another thirty. So I've saved over two hundred points just on this list alone from when the book came out. I I had you at um, two hundred before you mentioned the Morngul. Um Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the two units of ten banshees here. Uh, two units of four banshees here. Yeah, that's right. Two ten yep. points. Yeah. But yeah, so like, and that's what I was saying before. Like when this book came out, that two hundred odd points. That's you're losing so much from your army. Like you're losing heroes. You're losing these extra units that 200 points doesn't sound like much, but it, it actually adds up. Like it, it does add up when you, when you're taking out units. Like, even, even just in the current context of you could buy a black coach in a unit, uh, you could buy a Kurdos and a, and a unit of, uh, of, of, uh, battle line. Like, yeah, like this, this, you can do that. That it's, it's such a, it's such a significant boost to this army. Uh, yeah based yeah. on where the points are right now and and i don't think the points are wrong by the way like uh, everything no, 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 no. everything is trended in the correct direction nothing's op nothing is out of out of bounds like it's just it's there's so much army here and i think that's that's yeah. the thing is like there's so much army to embrace with night haunt like it with like and yeah you gotta because you gotta learn your own baseline of decision making and your own sort of like micromanagement of because there's so many abilities there's so many holy withins there's so many uh, like triggers that happen even like when you kill this thing in the uh you know if something dies in the battle shock phase then this thing happens like there's so many different things that occur across this army but if you embrace it and you truly like lean in and try to pick that all up and like you play for excellence and you play for for a period of time i think nighthawn is one of the I'm going to say it here, G-Dad, and you can freaking at me again. I think this is one of the most underrated ar- armies in, in the entire game oh, of Age of Sigmar. I totally agree. I totally agree. I honestly think... Um, well, I've had a lot of people, even on TTS, um, be talking about their, their new top-tier armies or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I could beat that army if not more. And they're like, oh, bullshit. Like, they're like, nah. and, and you know what? The good thing is now, I'm like, all right, let's jump on TTS. I'll play against you, and I'll show you what Nighthawk can do. And you can. It's... You know, you could be playing against someone from America that you've just been 
that's been trash talking night haunt. You're like, well, hang on a sec. Rocco, we see you. And... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Rocco. Definitely um, Rocco. So yeah. yeah, it's um no, it's a, it's honestly, man, I I think it's a better army than people think it is. Um, I think it it has a lot of legs. It can do a lot in the current meta. It's it's very good. I, I can't stress enough the inflation, the the battle plans, the fact that there are more battle plans now, the fact that your battle line capture for more, um, the fact that there are more objectives, the, the the net objectives of Age of Sigmar for the last like what three battle tomes has gone up in terms of like what we, yeah. we realistically see. You talk about the MSU um, of this army, like you want to be running more and more units. Like this army has just gotten better with the the new new GHB. There's more objectives. Yep. This army can cover them. You can threaten yes. other people's objectives by just putting something in the underworlds. You like my OBR yeah, army yeah. has a really hard time dealing with this army. Um oh, yeah, for sure. ca- catapults yeah. are my greatest strengths and I can't screen them from your just random ass unit of chain rasp that are just gonna show up and like <laughs> and and just like yeah. hey, hey we're in combat with you now I'm like Look at your 80 points negating my 200 points that force multiplier say that I have to force engagement across the table. Because now you get to dictate the pace of the combat because I'm not faster than you. I don't fly. Yeah. I have to literally move 20 to 40 more tech guards someplace. And, like, you got a, a unit that just... Have, you don't have the bodies to protect your own objective. Yeah, either. I can't stay back. I have no you, key you back. Can't be pro- yeah. Yeah, you can't protect and you can't push up the board to take objectives. It's and Nighthaunt makes you do like it really makes you do that, so it makes it hard um, for you. Hi, wifey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my, my daughter. Oh, hi, daughter. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I look, I, I just think yeah, the the more I play the army and it, there's stuff like um, this is amazing. Usually, I'm ganked my own my own daughter. Hello. No, no, this is beautiful. What's what's going on? <laughs> um but you've got stuff like people worry about um so as we're talking about earlier with um i never really touched on this point but double daughter gank plus doggo the best gank no no this is fine hello Uh, Um, i I see your two beautiful daughters no no this is fine man yeah so are you in like are you in a garage (laughs) yeah it's like a it's my hobby shed your hobby shed your hobby shed (laughs) Um, so That's yeah, so like what the point I was trying to touch on was, which I missed earlier, was um, our, our access to healing in the army is huge. Um, so like the spirit torment, people don't realize in its war scroll, it just says you heal D three wounds to a unit if you've killed three models. It doesn't specify it's got to be a any type of unit, so you can heal your heroes with your spirit torment. Um, so you've got that, and you got the battleship. Battle shock phase heal from um, if they fail, right. and, and like Lady Hollander heals. There's spells to in the spell law to heal. Like if if someone doesn't kill your your hero in one turn of shooting or whatever, people are worried about that hero is just. Well, this is where that redundancy. Way. That's where that redundancy really comes into like compile against your opponent. But this is that yes. s- part yep. of that skill floor of your army. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so no, no, that, that was pretty much the point there. With um, I'm never too worried about those armies that, that you know people say oh you know what happens if you lose this model or that model i'm like well i don't really care like it i've built the list build most of my lists that it doesn't matter too much like it does matter but it doesn't matter 
to the point where I'm going to lose the game. So, I do need to go out. Hey, Floss, can you go open the door? It was amazing. Oh, I'll get that. No, <laughs> usually, no, usually I get a. Usually, I'm the one that. Oh, that's right, <laughs> no, usually I'm the one ganked by babbies. This is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So that's that was that point about the healing and, and not having to worry about too much sniping. But obviously, it's always going to happen. Um, well, I, I, I mean, I, I want to talk about weak matchups versus strong matchups in the current meta. Um, but, uh, yep. it, 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 this is a really good reset point. Science, uh, science has just shown up and ha said, how does the, the night haunt tome hold up these days? Ah, uh, very good. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's a good segue. Thank you. Thank you. Chat gang. Um, strong, uh, like strong arms versus weak arms. Like, like you're, you're talking your top three are KO yeah, so Seraphon Zinch, right? And and and, and I wanna I wanna put this out there and I preface this. A lot of armies lose to those armies right now. That's why they're the yeah. S tier. Okay? <laughs> yes. Um look I, I think we can beat any army out there. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Bold but, statement. Bold statement. Go on. Uh, not saying that we will beat them. I say that we can. Um we do have the tools to do it. But I think our biggest weakness that I've played against in recent times is Zinch and Flamer Spam um, and Pink Horror Spam, um, just because we sort of can struggle to get through those wounds. It's okay. OBR sucks against that too, So, which is <laughs> um, supposedly our best army in the meta right now. So, Yeah, um, So, but I think like, uh, and maybe and Seraphon, obviously, we struggle against their... They're shooting it as well, but we can beat Seraphon. I think I think Zinch is probably our hardest. Member. They're the ones I have the most trouble with personally. Yeah. Um, but then, as far as because and then it's sort of hard with hard matchups because I think some of the old, really old terms could be hard matchups for us as well. But Nurgle, I, don't really play I, I think them. I so, think Nurgle's hard. I think Nurgle's because yeah. Nurgle's gone towards like the BK penalties to hit thing. And I think that yeah. can be that can be a problem for for our army. Um, yeah, especially like with a stave um, stuff like that. Um, but those sort of there's no point really talking about those bell tones because I don't think they're they're really the issue. I they're think, not um, long for this world. <laughs> nah, um, but I think as far as um, good matchups go, I think just about all of the new books can be good matchups for us. Um, because as I was saying earlier, a lot of the new books are pointed towards having Rand. They have, you know, Mortal Wounds, which Mortal Wounds don't really bother us. They do, but they're not huge. Um, I don't know. I think we're, we're good matchups. LRL, like, I think we smash it. Yeah, smash LRL. No, I agree with you there. I, um, I, as... I, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I look at the matchups like, um, the, the new matchups, I think you beat LRL pretty, not handily because you got to get to that skill floor. But once you you know how to play yeah. this army and you you've built a proper list, uh, I don't know what LRL can do to beat you. Like even if they're 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 no, bringing the the technado and stuff, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just like gonna pull off a few uh, models here and here and here and here, and then like I'm still gonna swarm your like ninety wound army. Congratulations, and I have way more mobility than you're capable of. Babby Gank, the best ganks on Rankcast. Hello. <laughs> Hi. 
Hi. Hello. Um, I guess, uh, like, ogres, whatever, even like Sons of a Hammett, like, they, I don't think they can deal with your chaff lines. You yeah, can I've, force I've, them. I've played a couple of games against um, Sons, and I've actually. I've played probably the two worst battle plans against them. One was Three Places of Power, or whatever it's called, and the other one was. Um, uh was total commitment and, and total commitment have you i don't know if you know how sons of behemoth work but the kraken eater that kicks the objective if they kick their own objective onto you yours you side, can't score the extra yeah yeah but they can so they score three points for it because it's on the opponent's side so as soon as they kick that objective over it's game over you can't win that's a ghb I'm yeah. sorry, that's an um, FAQ. That's an FAQ thing. Like, they're either going to answer yeah, that and, I think, and that's how they're supposed to or whatever. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, so I, I, I lost to that. But in both games I've played them, I've, I've pretty much wiped their army, like, both times. So we've got the damage to kill them. We're just in those sort of um, battle, like, those battle plans, it's hard to beat them. Um, but obviously, in most other battle plans, you're going to win. Like, anything with multiple objectives... I think you win the game, hands down. Even if it's just like chain rasp, chain rasp, and you just kind of stagger the units, they just can't get through it. Like, you're just... Yeah. Yeah, I, that's it. It's, that's actually a learning curve I'm, I'm going to have to learn with Sons of Behemoth, because I'm used to doing those screens, but with Sons of Behemoth, they just walk over you. They screen. can walk over your screen. It, yeah. It's more about the outside of four. Screen. Yeah, it's about the the outside of uh, the outside of four or whatever. Yeah. The, yep. Yeah, so that's something I need to learn um, playing that army. I think a lot of people need to learn that. Um, but, yeah, I think Sons of Behemoth aren't too much of an issue for us. I don't think... Um, even KO, like, I think we're a good counter to KO because we can get into their boats and they you know, they can't just be jumping around the board away from us because we just drop down. You have enough... You, you have enough... Yeah, you have enough coverage everywhere. Um, you, there's, you yeah. have a, this is a high wound density army. I think that's the other thing that we didn't really mention is like, uh, Nighthorn have, tend to have a lot of wounds across the army. Like you're, you're uh, uh, above a yeah. hundred on most builds. Un and they're unrendable, unrendable wounds too. Yeah. So that's even, it can be, it works out to be a lot more as well. Yeah. And most of the new armies have moved towards like high rend. Like KO is a rend yeah. to shooty army. Uh, the city of Sigmar build with iron, uh, iron drakes is, is rend to rend three. If you're being the niche build, like a lot of like high rend armies out there that are you counting on that rend to do extra damage. And you're like, I'm glad you invested the points in that. Because it's nothing <laughs> against me. Um, yeah, you got the bonus scoring objectives, uh, uh, bonus scoring on on your battle line, which is, I don't think there's an army with a higher quality of battle line in the game right now uh, than Night Hunt. Yeah, I mean from from yeah, spirit, an, an spirit host as well. Yeah, yeah spirit host yeah. to 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 chain rasp to to grim gas reapers to there isn't. I don't think there's an army hex races. I think might even be battle line like. I don't think there's an army. Yeah, in the, yeah. I don't think there's an army with a higher quality of battle line in the entire game of Age of Sigmar. This isn't me being a death homer, uh, as I often yeah. am. I don't think there is an army that has a higher quality of battle line, it, it, no, a higher range. You're pretty wrong. Um, yeah. uh, plus, that like inherent allegiance is that they get to deep strike. There isn't an army that can that can just bring that that value to the battle line that this army can. They're they're not there. Uh, you can. You, yeah. I want the Ren battle line. I want the Wound battle line. I want the, 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 the like. They just crush that, and yeah. all of them fly. And my, and most armies are only taking battle line for battle line attacks, aren't yep. they? Like yes, except for Mortac. Hanging, my Mortac guard, you know, not attacks. Yeah, but. <laughs> look, I, I think 
Look, I think death in general, you're not taking battle line as attacks. Like, battle line in death, it, like... It's the back. Good. I always make. It's the backbone of your army, her. Yeah. Bone. <laughs> like it was always like I always took forty units of forty skeletons because they were just so fucking good. Um, like battle line in death is just always been really good. I think like, and it's always. But as you say, I think night haunt have a bigger variety and they're all fairly good and they're good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think that's a, a strong strength. Um. Uh, so I, I've got to ask you now that we've, uh, we've kind of progressed through and I've usually started these whole, uh, um, I've started the Meth's Merry Month of Death asking why death, but I want to ask you this now at the tail end of the, uh, of, of the adventure. Why death? Yeah. Why, did, why did you gravitate towards death armies? Um, to start with, it was, oh, oh I had ogres and I, I love the look of them and, um, I bought some skeletons and that for a display board I was doing with my ogres, and um, I got the models in my hand. I'm like, these are fucking amazing! Like, these look so cool. Like, I love the mod. Like, just the skeleton. I'm like, this is so cool. Um, so that started my um, death love way back. That was at the start of Age of Sigma, um, and then playing ogres back at the start of Age of Sigma were very quite really boring. Like, it was. They had no synergies. They had nothing. It was just you walk them up the board, you attack, you kill your opponent. That was it. Um, death was all about, you know, you got to be holy within for this. You get skeletons get plus one to hit if they're within 18 of a hero. Um, you get spells. Like it was death just to me was like, oh, wow, this this whole world opened up of how to play the game. Like it wasn't just synergies. It wasn't just the... movement. Yeah, it wasn't just movement combat. It was hero phase it was synergies it was movement it was shooting like oh not really shooting but it was um <laughs> i love it oh, <laughs> no death we don't shoot we don't <laughs> yeah, no, no shooting. Um, and then it was like it was learn like it was retreat like you playing destruction you don't retreat but death you're like you retreat um it's just death is just it, it's so much more to the game it's not it, it, and that's why i enjoy it so much i have to think when i play the army um any army that makes me think a lot when I play it, I enjoy it so much more, and that's why I think I'm enjoying Nighthorn so much right now because there's there's just so much thinking involved with the army, and it, it just it, it just makes the game for me personally. It makes it way more enjoyable. Makes well, me get something out of it. Well, well, this is this is that twofold of like your opponent still is playing a game against you. Can you sharpen it? <laughs> I don't uh, have one though. Sorry. No, no. The um yeah. the death is uh, like Nighthorn specifically is twofold because it feels like your opponent is still engaged in the game with you and you're yes. trying to outthink your opponent and i think that that's something that gets lost in some of these other armies the worst part about beast of chaos is the best part of beast of chaos is like i'm every game is in my hands as beast of chaos you know because yeah. like i have to think and i think night hunt has a a lesser um punishing value of beast of chaos right now because like beast of chaos is like if i make the wrong decision i have lost Nighthaunt, if I make yeah. the wrong decision, I'm still on this. And I think that that yeah. is a... That's a great place to be. Where, like, you're, you're trying to out... Go ahead. Yeah. 
yeah, like if not on it, you can still retreat over lines, or if you get in, stuck in combat where you don't want to be, or right, right. Yeah, as you and we got the high bravery, so you're not your whole. If your unit hits gets hit, it's not running for battle shock too much. Um, yeah, it's the forgiving thinking thinking person's army. Like it's it's you're yeah. still you're you're still every game is dictated by your decisions. This was something that like old Seraphon did actually. By the way, like old Seraphon was like. I every game I have decisions to make to where I could possibly win it, and New Seraphon is yeah. like not that, but like Old Seraphon was like every game I'm like making decisions to possibly win this, and I think Nighthaunt is doing that, but like the the Goldilocks zone of that, yeah, because yeah. it's not a it's not a like it's not like a false positive, it's not a a a a total phantom. Sorry for the pun. Like you really do have a stake in the game all five turns for the most part. Like you really, really are making yeah. decisions throughout the whole game to try to win at the end of it all. And there are so few armies. This is what makes Nighthaunt unique to me. This is why I love this army. Yeah. Like it just, you're engaged on all the phases of the game with your opponent the whole time. And I think that makes Nighthaunt pretty special. Um, and it, there's, and the, the good thing about it too, there's not just one build. Like there's not just, this one build army like honestly i could write probably right now i could show you five or six different lists that i personally think would be competitive lists but they're all fairly completely different like i think the army is good like that like i've got a few mates that play cities of sigma right and they've just got the the iron drakes or whatever and they've got a bridge like every city's army just has this bridge you cast the bridge move it up everything moves up shoots whatever it's like to me, that's boring. Like, it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. Like, it, you don't have any different strategy. It's just, I just cast this bridge, I put it in the middle of the board, I move up, I shoot everything. Like, they, and they, they enjoy that. That's their fun. It's their hobby. You do that. But for me, that's boring. Like, I, I just, I feel that I like to be able to have a different option each game. I like to be able to do different stuff. And... Nighthaunt does that, like you can set up different stuff in the Underworlds if you need, or, you know, like it just, you you can play it so differently each time All right, cool compared man. to other armies. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, so I'm going to try to go rapid fire here with uh, with uh, 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 command traits. Is there a standout command trait? Ruler of the Spirit Host. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> Ruler of the Spirit Host. Uh -huh. So you're bringing, just hang on a sec. Hey, guys. No, no you're good. Just um, so Ruler of the Spirit Host, start of the, um, start of the hero phase, you pick a unit within nine inches, a summonable unit, and you bring back D3 slain models. So really good for Spirit Host. Um, really good <laughs> for even uh, Hex Brace, because they're multi-wound models. Um, <laughs> what? What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are they, um, are they so pushing the models around? Or the, are they fighting oh, ghosts no, and stuff? there's so? a TV in the room. They've just turned the telly on and they want it. Bluey? Um, Is it Bluey? So yeah. Uh, no, they just got... Where is it? There it is. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Fantastic. This is my hobby space. Sorry, no, no like, I, this, the, your hobby space is way better than mine. Like, you have a whole couch and shit. I have a yeah, shitty futon. Right. No, that's amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so yeah, uh, command trait is rule of the spirit host is pretty much all I ever take. Um, yeah, that's the best option there. Uh, so do you have a second tier? talking about hatred of the living before but oh yeah hatred of living's good if you want to just take a bit of fun with if you want a kevin <laughs> you want a kevin yeah. 
if you want, Kevin. Uh, it's not really good in it on any other hero because obviously it doesn't go on named heroes. So our other, uh, maybe like your um, Knight of Shrouds, if you get him buffed up with the extra damage, um, but you, you're putting a lot of effort into him for cool. extra living. The other ones are, yeah, they're not really worth worrying about. The, the hot take for command traits in the current landscape. Yeah, that, that, uh, that was the command trait. Mm. Huh? Sorry, spell lore. <laughs> We're on spell lore now. The spells to look out for. Look, I, I, had to, I had to grab my beer and, and, and admire the fact that you're a family man, okay? Uh. <laughs> um, I actually, there is another, one of the other command traits, If depending on your local meta, there's one called Cloaked in Shadow, which is neg, you subtract one from hit rolls from shooting. So with Lookout, sir, you're neg two to shooting. So... If you've got a shooting heavy meta, yeah, that might be worth taking. Uh, spell laws, I think the best spell in our spell book is Shade Mist. So you cast it on one of your units, that unit's neg one to wound. Um, that's from shooting combat. It's whatever. it's a cast it's a cast value six too, which is pretty castable yeah, in our, our spell real. our spell dom meta. Yeah. Yep. Um, all the other ones are okay. I think Soul Cage is probably your next best one. Um, it makes a, a opponent fight last at the combat phase. Not okay, bad. Just hang on. Give me the remote. Hang on. Just no, you're good, man. Um, so it's awesome right now is usually my children come bursting into the stream. <laughs> I'm like, just like, bah, they like flip tables and stuff. And they grab like steel chairs and they start hitting. And like one of them goes off the top rope and then they bring the elbow down off the top rope. So this is adorable. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, we were talking about. Um, I think we moved on to artifacts now. Of like, uh, I think we mentioned the shrieking blade, or no, not the shrieking blade, uh, Shadow's Edge. Uh, you're muted. You're muted. Yeah, sorry. Um, so Shadow's Edge is really good uh, on Kevin for the D three mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, most most of the other heroes, it's shit on because what it does is it stops the attack sequence. So. Um, if you've got your Knight of Shrouds that does two damage normally, doing multiple mortal wounds and it stops your attack sequence, you might only roll a one for D three damage. It's yeah. So if you're not being cute um, with Kevin, what are you taking? If you're not being cute with Kevin, yeah, probably not taking it. Um, then if you're taking a Knight of Shrouds, you're probably taking um, Balefile Blade, so it adds one to their damage, so they end up three damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you've got Slitter's pretty good, but it, it's it's situational as well. It's you you got to use it when you pile in. Um, so it means if you've multi-charged a unit, um, it means the other unit then gets hit back. So it's not so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the one that I always take is Pendant of Felwind. So you add three inch move to everything holy within twelve with that model, um, which is huge because our army can fly. So you, and getting plus three inch move. I think the the smallest, the shortest move we have is six inches. So nine yeah. inch move is really good. Yeah, yeah, good um, stuff. There's a lot of artifacts, and a lot of them are really good. Um, you could go through all of them and find a use for them all, actually. Really? All right, all right, right on, right on. So, yep. No. Um, s- then you've got they got the artifacts for the Guardian of Souls. Um, one adds plus one to casting, which is okay. The other one gives you extra models back when you cast a heal spell. 
And the other one, which is really good, uh, Light Shard of Harvest Moon, it's re-roll, hit rolls for a unit, Holly within 12 of the bearer. Oh, for all I, units, actually. I, I like that I one. Hit. I like this one yeah, a lot. One. I think this is really good. good. But the, it just then means you're, you're not taking Cannon of Fell Wind or, or Shadow's Edge or whatever. Hey, hey, what's yeah. going on? What's going on, Babby? Yeah. Come on. No, this is... Yeah. Look, rank cast is about family, even though I swear a whole lot. How's it going? <laughs> That's all right. She can't hear. So she has like a, a, tennis sh- a tennis shoe or something there. That she's about to hit you with. Yeah, she's got to put a shoe on. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's that's pretty much yeah the artifacts. That no, I I, th- I think that's good. We already touched on like uh like the ba- the the battalions of worth. Uh, you're you're a big uh big fan of uh, which battalion? Shrieker uh, host. Um, Shroud Guard's probably another one I'm re- I really like. Um. It, it gives that five up save to your your um blade guys revenants instead of a six up. Um, what else is there? You've got the the death riders which you were talking about, which isn't too bad. It's a, it's I think very, it's more of I, I think that's more of a a, a grand alliance death pick than yeah. a because that actually pulls pulls out the uh, the night haunt. Uh, double charge thing into Grand Alliance yeah. Death, and I think that's that's the tech there. I think that's where that accelerates for me is like bringing that into Grand Alliance Death and doing just like random generic death stuff with a double uh, a, a charge phase attack and then a, a following attack and then yeah. potentially having a Van Hell's on top of it so you can have a triple attack with it. That so like I don't even consider that a Night Hunt thing at this point. Nah, but they don't they don't get the wave of terror if it's Grand Alliance Death. Oh right, they it's don't. Only, they don't. Yeah, they don't charge. Yeah. No, 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 because no, 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 no. Wave it, it, no, De- Death Rider says, isn't that how that works? Death Rider says. Um, uh, it, just, it gives you plus one to the. It says if this battalion is part of a Night Haunt army, this ability replaces the Wave of Terror battle trait for all units in the battalion. Death This does not. If you make an unmodified charge roll, a 9 plus per unit from this battalion, five immediate after you complete the charge This does not stop. Oh, sorry. If it is a part of it, yeah. So if you're not, yeah, so sorry, you do get it. Yeah, so you can, you get, you get the, uh, you get their, this is some sick tech, so, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you've got other ones like, uh, the Condemned, if you're taking Chain Rass Hordes. Uh, hey, hey, I just, I just want to say, look, I was, uh. Wrong a couple times before you were judging my rat cast, uh, but like, oh man, sometimes I'm right. <laughs> who plays fucking who plays death? Honestly, who plays Grand Alliance death? Um, uh, people who really, really, really want to play with like just an assortment of ghosts and skeletons and shit. No, I'm serious. Like, this is the Castlevania army. This is why I'm rocking my Castlevania shirt. Um, but no, 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 no. Continue, continue. Yeah. Um, so then you got Condemned, which is two units, Chain Rass, Spirit Torment, and Chain Gas. You reroll failed hit rolls, so can make a unit of 40 Chain Rass hit pretty hard. Um, there's still fours and fours. This is um, this is where that, like, uh, we see some double battalions come through, is I feel like uh, people take the Condemned plus thing, and then they're just yeah. trying to get their drops down too low. And um, yeah. I... I, I love, I, I really do, and I, I just want to revisit this one more time. I, I think that you don't really give a shit about drops when you're playing Night Haunt because you're already in galaxy brain mode. And, yeah. Like, it, it, your opponent's going to try to dictate the pace, and fine, let them, because you have enough tools to deal with it. 
you can screen yes. properly. You can hide your shit under the ground. Like, um, kids are a chaos faction, or are they destruction? Uh, they are a gold tier faction. They are both. Um, thank you. Who's that? They, uh, that is uh, science uh, to be done. Uh, in chat there. Um, then you got Chain Guard, which it's all right. It's two units of Chain Master, Guardian of Souls. Um, it just gives you an extra D6 slain models back when you cast your, your lure right. like spell, whatever it is, Spectral Lure, right. um, which you still got to get the spell off, and in this meta can be hard, so paying for a battalion that gives you that yeah. bonus is like... Am I wrong to not count on my spells in Nighthaunt right now? Because I'm like, I look at, I'm like, spells or whatever. Like, I, I don't even... Yeah, look, um, it's only against certain armies, don't get me wrong. Um, and that's why, like, my current list, Shrieker host list, I've only got Lady Hollander, so I've only got two casts, two spells. Um, if they go off, they go off. If they don't, they don't. Like, it's not, I'm not hinging my whole plans on getting Shade Mist off or... Um, do you know what I mean? Um, it's there. If it does go off, it's really good. And, and the armies that it does go off against um, will normally go off anyway, so that you need it off against. So if you're going against hard-hitting armies, they're normally they're not big spell-casting armies, so that neg one to wound is really good and you're going to get it off. Um, uh, but anyway, and then you've got Execution Horde. This is one that a lot of people play. I don't... Personally, I've tried to play it... I, don't, I'm not a huge fan. It's a Lord Executioner and three units of Spirit Hosts. Um, that feels too high for me. Yeah, you subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target the Lord Executioner, but he has to be within six of one of those units of Spirit Hosts. Uh, in addition, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by the Lord Executioner. If anyone's looked at the Lord Executioner's um, <laughs> his uh, profile, it's pretty. He, his War Scroll's pretty shit. Like he doesn't do damage. There's no point giving him plus one to hit because it's. He does nothing in combat. Right. Um, and he's, yeah, he, he survives. That's all he does in this battalion is he just doesn't die. Yeah. Um, which, where is he? Like, he's got, he's got three attacks, threes and threes. He's neg two ren, but he does one damage. His model is super sweet, though, because he's got the gallows up above him and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and if you roll a stick, if you roll a, yeah, he's a cool model. If you roll a six to wound, it does three. He's doing three damage, but yeah, I yeah. think he's, you're yeah. not taking him to do damage. <laughs> um, Death Stalkers, don't even talk about that one. Oh shit! No, it's shit. You got Drew Glaive Race Stalkers. Cool. Shrieker Host, which is the one we talked about already. Um, which this is, is this taken. is the goods. This is the goods. Yeah. Um, reroll ones for Battle Shock, and they have to take battle shock they can't ignore it unless they've got some other ability that they can't use inspiring presence yeah no that's 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 the goods all right dude we're gonna yeah. we're gonna close this out i know you're uh yeah. um so so i i wanted to do something i haven't done this before um unit babbies welcome back welcome back babbies <laughs> usually no dude usually it's my kids like thrown in here like chuck moore uh from strength hammer is like my favorite part of your podcast is when your kids ruin your podcast and i'm like thanks i love that that's like a measurable statistic <laughs> and this isn't ruining this is adorable because uh i try to make redcast about like the the adjacencies of of age of sigmar and i think that when you have like i feel like there's this is like weird thing where like you're young and you get into warhammer right and you're like yeah. you're star yard and you mow lawns to buy a like a blister pack or whatever and then um 
and then you grow some and whatever, and then you kind of come back to Warhammer later on when you have a disposable income and possibly a family. And for me, that's yeah. where Warhammer really lives. Like that, I think that's beautiful. So don't feel don't feel bad uh, or yeah. Uh, good, unit rankings. I just feel like um. So I've written down like here that Mirmorn Banshees, Spirit Host, Grim Gas Reapers, Dreadblade Harrow, Blade Geist, Grim Hailer, Spirit Torment, like. I think that there's a lot of like units. I just I just rattle off like a yeah. bunch of units they're, that are just they're all going to use. Yeah. 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 So 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 are, are there any auto includes? Are there any things that you need to look at? If you've been looking at Night Haunt, and you're like, I don't know if I want to get into it, or like, I think I could really do some work with Night Haunt, but what am I missing? Is there any units that I rattled off, or anything you're thinking of that were like? You need to look at this war scroll a second time. You need to think about how this fits into the army. I think Dreadbelly Harrow is the main one where like everybody's just like kind of an auto include. Like you, you kind of want that redeploy, yeah, right? Got to build your list around certain units. So Dreadblade Harrow, I don't have in my list. Um, oh really? Because, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, the mind blown right now. Yeah. Um. Only. Be What's wrong? Um. Only because you got to build your list around him. So if he's your general. Which is where he really shines because he can spectral, um, what do you call it? Spectral summons around the board. He redeploys uh, the the uh, unit around yeah. him essentially. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't like I like my general being my spirit torment with ruler of spirit hosts and healing and bringing back spirit hosts. Um, Interesting. Interesting. So that, cool. That red arrow. I don't really have a spot for him in my list, but even having one in your list is really good because he can still jump around the board, take objectives, whatever. Like you don't have to have him as your general. Um, other ones, I think auto include is a spirit torment. I think the healing ability from that is just really good, and the reroll once to hit is really good as well. Um, Lady Honda, I think, is almost a auto include. Really. Yes, two caster. Um, she does quite a lot of mortal wound output. Like her lift the veil is really good. Well, she mortal wounds uh, and mortal heals too, right? Like which is like a big, yeah, big deal. Yeah, she wounds, heals. She has the once per game. If there's an enemy hero within six inches in the hero phase, she can do her um, the flask, so it does d6 mortal wounds, or she can heal herself d6. Um, and her shooting spell is really good. It's a ten inch bubble that. Speaking of my kids, <laughs> they coming in. No, no. Go on, go on, man. Um. Uh, so another auto include in my list recently um, has been the Mongol. Um. He's just he just does everything so well. He just doesn't die. He does good debuffs. Um. Really good if you're up against the Alpha Strike army and you want to put him behind your lines. He can protect that that unit from dying, being making stuff, neg one to hit. Um, I think Chainrass, Chainrass would definitely auto-include. You need units of Chainrass, whether it's units of 40 um, or 10s. I don't think 20s or 30s are worth it. I think you're better off going 40 or 10. Um, what else is there? Uh, oh, you want Bluey on? Um, sorry. Uh, what else does auto include? Oh, spirit hosts are always auto include in my list as well. Um, but that depends on how you want to play your army. Um, I think nine spirit hosts is a great 
auto include. Um, and then it just then it comes down to not auto includes, but I recommend um, Paradins, Grimgast Reapers, Black Coach is up there as an auto include. Um, Kurdos is good. Kevin the Carnwraith, <clears throat> he's a lot of fun. Sorry, um, but yeah, a, you're right. You're right. No, I had to preempt right. that one because it was a post. Uh, bath babby and there's oh, all yeah, kinds yeah. of problems <laughs> all right. all good. um yeah so i just rattled through all the auto includes and then probably behind that is most times includes which yeah uh, pretty much just about the whole army uh one thing i'll say not to ever take is <laughs> glaive wrath stalkers it's a never include can we put that as a subject and never include <laughs> never include yeah never include great breath <laughs> i miss how you, you came down on reikener because i felt like reikener for a little like a period in time like a year ago was like i wanted him in all my lists but then i kind of moved away from it and yeah i just find him the fact he's only a one caster and he's in the army as a super caster it's like what's he doing like He's a bit of a nothing. Um, the fact that his snuff candle, if you say, if you actually roll your death save against it, he doesn't get the bonus plus mm. three to cast. So um, I don't know. It, if if you want him in your list to cast, say cogs, yes, take him. But then that's a pretty big investment to have him and cogs in your list for. Getting plus two to run and charge, I don't think it's really worth it. Well, and then your opponent, your opponent can take advantage. Um, exactly. You're, yeah. Um, my 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 uh, first Adepticon experience was someone bringing Reikener for that Cogs, and I just like laughed at them with my yeah. <laughs> my base hundred skeleton, you know, legions of the Gotcha yeah. I mean, I wasn't even running Grim Gas Reapers. I'm just like, I'm about to show you what. 80 skeletons can do against 60 Grimgast Reapers because you just gave me plus two to charge you. Like, yeah. And move. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I know, like, Reikener, if you take Shroud Guard, you can take him as the, in the Shroud Guard, but I don't know. I just think, I just feel that he's a bit of a nothing character. He's not really fulfilling a certain spot, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Yeah, no, um, he doesn't have role-playing power. Yeah, I think if you want to take a caster, you take Olander. She's 30 points more, and you're getting two casts, and you're getting way more mortal wound out. Utility and the, just what she's doing on the table, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Brachner, he's just a bit of a... I don't know. He's in an odd spot for me, for my liking. Hmm. If, he was a two, if he was a double caster, yes, he'd be a lot better. But Yeah. Um, but doesn't the model look sick? It does, yeah. He's a cool model. <laughs> he's a cool model. Um, like he's he's not he's being able to snipe a model is really good. Um, but it requires you being within twelve inches at the hero phase. Um, and Which is tough. Yeah. That means you're already on second turn or third turn, and yeah, and yeah. it's mainly you're only mainly sniping out models out of battle line units or something anyway, or you know like stuff that's got a banner or or whatever like you're not you're not going to be using it in your first one or two hero phases if you get alpha strike by a unit of cavalry or or whatever it is like it's right. i just find it's not 
not that great yet. All right. So. All right. So I've got the I've got the super hard question to ask you. And uh Chad can see it right now. Um Night Hunt Dice competitive or not. <laughs> the night, you can't remember the night hunt dice the the solid oh. blue cubes and they glow in the dark and then they've got a skull oh. yeah 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 what's your night hunt dice take i don't have any I don't use it. Um, oh and you call yourself look hey hang on, right, real quick here i've got the little blue one yeah no i don't have those <laughs> no those are my obr dice and then I've got there my my crazy ass uh, like Halloween dice, and I've got yeah. my malign portents dice. But the the just random ass blue dice, I I feel like Night Hot Dice Game was not to par. I've seen some horrible like Sylvaneth got dice made out of wood, Squigs got bouncy ass dice. Uh, we yeah. just got blue dice that glow yeah. in the dark. Tribes that just got huge yeah. No, I just I think dice game on Night Hunt. Um, I want to redo GW. You heard it yeah, right here. It's a bit like um, like Idnef dice. They were terrible as well. Yeah, I've got some of them. Yeah, They're horrible. <laughs> yeah, so that that was the real hot take of the evening. Is is uh, <laughs> is the dice joke? The, the dice I didn't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, <sighs> see that that's just a. Uh, goes to the muddled release of this uh, this thing they forgot that there was night hunt dice even like they were just yeah. it was a s solid blue cubes with like white pips and then they had an hourglass on the six and a skull on the one yeah, that's right. yeah. and it was just you didn't even think about this did you hmm. no, i didn't i bought like i got all i bought all the war scroll cards i've even got the, I got the limited edition. Oh, look at that. Look at that nasty. Oh, oh, oh the sick nasty. Right. Look at that. That's beautiful. Out, obviously, those dice, I saw the dice. I'm like, nah, not getting those. They look shit. At least make them look like shit in the like horrible way the Osiric Bone Reapers dice. Look at this. You can't even tell. There's no pips. It's just fucking nah, middle fingers. You're there and try and count how many fingers on each dice. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, gross. Gross. They're not the worst dice yeah. we've ever got. All right, man. Yeah. Um, I have... I have loved this episode. I thank you so much yeah. for being on. Is there any any lasting points? Any 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 things you want to say about Night Hunt? The the like a summary statement. A uh... oh look, I just think most of all, enjoy the army. Don't get d disheartened if you're losing. Um, the biggest thing is don't take this army thinking it's going to be a feck. Like you're not gonna. You're not gonna rock up to a table and just obliterate your opponent. There are no auto wins here. There are no auto wins uh, here. It's not the way. Um, this army's an objective army. You gotta, you gotta play the objectives to win. Um, yeah, I think that, look, just have fun with the army. Enjoy the hobby side of it. It's a really beautiful looking army. Um, I'm just putting Bluey on for him. Um, just Bluey! enjoy the army. Hey, Bluey! My no, my kids just got into Bluey. My kids just got into Bluey like last week because it just showed up on like I don't know oh, if really? it's Disney Plus or Hulu yeah. or wherever it just showed up, and like I have never heard my kids laugh so hard. And then like Molly, my my partner, she's sitting in there watching it with it, and then every now and then she like gives these like huge gut laughs, and I just like walk in. And I'm like, what just happened? And she's like, and she's just like, I hate this show, but I can't stop laughing. And I'm like, I'm like what is? 
like it's just typical Australian humor. There's so and there's so many um there's so many adult jokes in it that kids don't even understand. And and like I watch it with the kids and I it's, laugh at it myself. It's the irreverent humor. There's this like weird irreverence moment where you're just like sitting there and like the dad or whatever gets mad in the because the episode I saw they were like and just the whole episode was they were in a car. The whole yeah. episode where they're just like in a car and I'm like. I'm like, why am I laughing right now? Because like I would be super annoyed right now. <laughs> this, yeah. I just think it's like crystallized like parrot humor, yeah. and then they just like turn it a little like a like a like eighty degrees to the side so the kids get it. Uh-uh. Yeah, and it, then you're just watching it and you're just like, this actually happens. Though. Like it's <laughs> one of those shows. You're like yes, this happens. This is this is real life. Like so, so, they, so yeah, the cartoon meta bluey s tier, right? Sponge, yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob probably asked here, um, uh, <laughs> but but summary thoughts on Night Hunt. No, summary thoughts on Night Hunt. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, pretty much what I've said, man. I, look, honestly, once you get to know this army and you learn all its nuances and how everything works, this it's definitely a competitive army. Like definitely. I, I can honestly tell you, it's competitive. As um, a Masters winning player who played, yeah, look. yeah go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I honest, I can see this being. I think if more people played the book and more better players played it, you would be seeing this in the top meta, like the top finishes. Sorry, like I, I don't yeah, see it. No, I mean, you know, I, I think it, it it's definitely up there. You like I I look at this book and I like, you know how you look at some books and you're like, oh, that's there's really hard counters to that. Like you could you could see that book losing to this army to that army, blah blah blah. I look at Night Haunt, I'm like. There's probably only maybe, as I've said earlier, Zinch and that that are a really hard counter. But apart from that, I'm like, everything else, I don't see a hard counter to this. Like, if you play well, you can beat that army. If you play well, you can beat that army. Like, I can see you beating any army with this book almost. Um, yeah, I, I I just think it's a really well-rounded book. No, no, I, no I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm there with you. I think this is, like, one of the ultimate underdogs of death. Um like it's yeah. flesh eater courts i think is like kind of reached an equilibrium of like it's actually like still strong pardon me pardon me um it's got like that puncher's chance of like you can throw it in in your bad matchup and like sometimes just 25 mortal wounds off your terror guys will just swing the game you know like I, yeah like you're relying on the puncher's chance you're you want to like go okay like you rack up and you go i lose this matchup but if i have dice or i do the thing that's where flush eater courts like kind of falls in for me with night on i'm like i feel like the games are in your control like this isn't a puncher's chance you're not relying on the if i get lucky i win you're just going if i play the table really well and i juke my opponent mentally i can take this and that's true for most matchups i I, that's i i think night haunt is just i I mentioned it before, it's just in this fog of weird release, and people never looked at it to, it was released as a new player army, it is not a new player army, it is a high, it is a high skill curve army, yeah, no, this is not a new player army, this is a high skill floor army, you have to get into the nuances of the game, you have to like, place a mental, mental AOS, like you have to like, be thinking and out thinking some 3d chess stuff like that ah and i feel like that sort of like mislaunch of the army kind of just started a spiral of people not giving it the the proper chance it deserved 
I watched uh, Relian from uh, our local seed go four and one, like he was in contention for winning a tournament, a fifty-person tournament, like just with Nighthawk when they were the most maligned they have ever been. Yeah, pardon the pun. Like, yeah. like this army is shit. It has no chance. So on and so forth. Then he goes four and one with it, like. And, yeah. and he's a game out of winning the whole thing against uh, another fantastic player of the uh, of our entire scene. Like Nighthaunt, if you put in the care, you put in the time. Uh, like the models are great. They're some of the most. I, I talk about how much I, I think IDK models are like just a sort of a next tier of like sculpt and like the way they have their poses and postures and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Nighthaunt models. There is no wasted wasted effort at all across their whole range. They all, from Reikener to Olander to a, a, a itty bitty chain rasp to a Grimgas Reaper to a Blade Geist Revenant. Like there is no wasted effort in their sculpts. They they yeah. nailed it. Um, the only the only sort of ones that are probably not as good are the older sculpts, like your your hex rays and your hex rays. Yeah, but even saying that, they're still not too bad. Like they're not terrible. But- oh. All the new, as you say, the new line, they're beautiful. Like the Black Coach, that's probably my favorite model. 100%. The 100%. The, I mean, the only takeaway point I have for it is like they don't feel like they leave a bunch up to uh, uh, kit bashing and conversions because they're like yeah. essentially monoposes and stuff. Um, and and that, they're quite thin plastic too. Like they're, there's very little workability with a lot of their plastic because it's so skinny and thin. And yeah, it's. It, yeah, I have seen a few kit bashes, but yeah, it doesn't land it well. Yeah, that that's my biggest criticism of them is like it's it's really difficult to like mold them and sculpt them to your whim of your vision of your army because you night hunt or night hunter or night hunt, but like your your high, yeah. like the high end of what like the model is that you you kind of buy into is like already like freaking great. So like if you're already on that like I want to be spooky ghosts. Boom, you spooky ghost. You don't need to convert a whole bunch. And if you already just don't do, you know, a airbrush, like, two-tone, like, I think most people appreciate your hobby because there's, there is a great deal of detail. Like, you look at, like, the, the like, little metal masks and the extra details yeah. that they've added onto it. Like, you can put a lot yeah. of extra technique into it if you're not going in with that, like, like, two airbrush and then, like, call it a good... So I love this army. I yeah, think it's and great. I, look, and I think the army, it's actually at a turning point right now. Like it's in a really good spot because of Mortal Realms subscription. There's going to be a huge influx of Nighthaunt players in the next six to 12 months. Like in the next six months, I reckon. Um, and I think we're already seeing it on the Nighthaunt page. There's a lot more new players that have said, you know, I've signed up to Mortal Realms. I'm getting all this Nighthaunt stuff. Um so I think it's in a good spot for for shows like this, um, and even like the tactics show I've been doing for people to to watch and and like especially because there'll be new players being Mortal Realm subscriptions. I'm I'm guessing most of them will be new players. So it's sort of in a good spot right now to be pushing these sorts of shows and and helping people out. So I think there'll be a big influx of um, well, new night players. This is where I, I, I love the Australian meta because it's something I, I preach so hard is to like commit to your army and play it for long term. Like, yeah. um, you're you might not have the most forgiving games early on with Night Hunt because it is a high skill floor army. This is again, this is the, the I think the the biggest disservice play to this army was like this is a start collecting army. You know, like this is a yeah. 
get in on a like you buy it with your evocator friend buddy and you're just gonna get crushed and evocator's already been great man. <laughs> you know like um like that that was like a i think that was just like the big back heel moment for the army and just like it never caught its stride early that uh, maybe I'm being a conspiracy theorist. I don't know, but no, like, no, I'm great. Yeah, like, like, just like yeah. it, it, this, this. I feel like this army didn't get the fair shake. If you go into like Sons of Behemoth right now, the whole thing is is like there's no extra stuff. There's no tricks. It's just learn your fundamentals. Learn your fundamentals. Play the yeah. fundamentals. Aren't a game of Age of Sigmar. That's Sons of Behemoth. And I'm like, cool. Like you've advertised it correctly to people who yeah. want to get in on on that. Like learn your fundamentals. Nighthawk didn't like come out like that. There was nothing like nah. that to like. So you nah, come... they never they they've really upped their game. Like so, I think I remember before Night Haunt came out. I think there was a couple of videos of maybe like a bit of wispy smoke or something, but that was about it. Like there wasn't, you know, they tried to keep it really secret. I think, and I think it didn't really work for them. I think there was no, there wasn't enough hype build up around it. I don't know. I, I think. I think they're doing a lot better job these days of putting armies up. One hundred percent. Yeah, and they do it for a couple of months too. Like they, it, it's not just a week before they, 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 you know. At some point, you know what you're buying into. You know, like you're like, ah, yeah, yeah. like. Uh, I don't know. I I think Nighthawk Army got done dirty, um, and I think that they're way better than you think they are. I think that they've they've got some stuff. You gotta. You gotta love this army. You gotta play it well. This is what what Australia does really well, I think, in terms of your meta is like you have people playing armies they love, which means they've explored the sort of like the ins and outs of their armies, and then also they have that sort of next tier of like, look, I know my army is playing from the back foot in this situation, so on, and so they they've learned to adapt. Like I something I learned early on, like looking at like list analysis is like I have no idea, <laughs> you know, uh, looking at Australia meta because. I watch people take these lists that like the math hammer or the whatever optimal. And I'm like, no, no, no. They're on a different line of play because they've already gone past the math hammer into the, like what I call the Galapagos where they just, that, that Galapagos meta of, and I think, I think night haunt is one of those armies that the rest of the world should be afraid of because it has all of the tools to compete in our current meta and then some that you don't even like people haven't adapted to our tactics yet with night haunt they don't know how to play around our going 15 drop like half my armies in the underworld and then like oh but like total commit will like defeat you i'm like no 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 no. i'll just like honestly drop 15 drops in my deployment and go yeah this doesn't ruin my this doesn't ruin my battle plan because everything flies and moves nine inches like, yeah. uh, unlike, yeah. like, Stormcast Eternals, where, like, a total commitment would, like, ruin your whole tournament weekend. No, 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 no. Like, I don't get to mind game you as hard, but I'm still going to mind game you. I'm still going to go, like, eh, yeah, like, here's these ten, little ten blocks, and I don't know. Yeah, well, that tournament coming up in Canberra, it's got total commitment as one of the battle plans, which I'm not looking forward to. But in saying that, I played a tournament a few months ago on TTS that, um, with my Night Haunt. Had total commitment, and I beat Seraphon. <laughs> in total commitment so it was like it, it's doable it's not hard. like it's just another battle plan at the end of the day like they still have you might come so up against tools. another army that has deep striking or something so you know you, you end up being on the same footing sort of thing like it, it yeah it it is what it is right on right on and then uh i know you've mentioned a couple times before but 
But if you want to put anything on blast and certainly hype your own stream, please, or your own uh, your own channel there on YouTube. Yeah, look, if anyone wants to um, watch us playing some battle reports with Nighthaunt, um, and I've got a tactics show I'm halfway through doing um, on Borderline Gaming, it's called. Um, yeah, jump on and chuck us a like or subscribe or whatever you want to do. But, yeah, um, from the, I think, a couple of guys in your chat today, they've, they've seen my shows and... Um, I get a lot of positive feedback from them. They enjoy it, um, especially my battle reports. I try to really sort of go through the decisions I'm making in my games um, just to try and help people learn how to play the army. Like, I'll, I'll really go through what I've done and, and, you know, explain why I've done it instead of just... I do obviously show rolling the dice and all that stuff too. They're long battle reports, but I try to show the whole game like and why I do stuff to to help people learn mm -hmm. um but yeah there, there's just something I try and do a little bit different but yeah so. if anyone wants to jump on borderline gaming it's the way to go uh what's the channel is borderline gaming elf joe uh thank you for uh joining us man uh I so night haunt is like one of my um like my my like <sighs> I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like one of those like vicariously great armies. One of those armies like I like I know my certain proclivities is like I like skeletons at the end of the day, so I just like I always still want to play skeletons, but like I just wish more people would play this army because I look at it and, and it's it's so good. It's so good. At like at all the metrics I measure on like what gives you like this is the if you like me for my Beasts of Chaos content, this is the this is the better than Beasts of Chaos version of death. Like they just they have all the tools and there's no gimmicks and there's no there's really no weakness here when it comes right down to it. Like because the, they can they can buy their redundancy they need to compensate for the weakness. They they have the bodies to screen. They have the hide the stuff off the table. They have the tricks. They have the regen, and they're not as pillow fisted as you think. Which is why I kept kind of coming back to the pillow fisted thing and having you tell yeah. me I was wrong. Like <laughs> there uh, it's a, it's a good army. It's just, it's just a hard army to play. And that's, that's yeah. it. It's like, it's a hard army to play. And, and this is a, this is the returns on your investment. You, you got to put in the effort. You got to play it to get the returns back because yeah. um, there's a little bit more to this army than meets the eye. And it comes down to, you're actually allowed to play the game of Age of Sigmar with your opponent, and that is yeah. its greatest strength for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally agree. All right, man. Yeah, we're done now. Nah, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. <laughs> thanks for uh, yeah. almost. Uh, you might have the high score for the season so far at uh, at three hours and five minutes. So. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, thank you, man. It's been good. Yeah, um, I love talking night haunt. So yeah, I let just me love talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me let me know if you want me to come on and like commentate over one of your battle plans or, or your battle <laughs> re reports or something. I'll be like, and here we have them, and I'll go and like golf voice them. <laughs> here we have the Iron Just player moving to church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, man. Yeah, very good. All right, man. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for um, the invite and having a chat. So, yeah, that was good. Yeah, good night to you. And chat gang, thank you so much for being the part of the show tonight. You are the reason we do this thing. You are the show within the show. Remember to drink your milk.
Pay your taxes. We'll see you later. And good night, Matt. Thanks, man. I'll catch you later.